Except for Young Boy. I don't even know what that is. Young Boy, <laughs> young boy shit was trash. X, why are you hiding from me? Are you... Are you... show of course i want to first i want to apologize to you guys and to everybody tuned in i want to apologize you know i gotta be on audio today because i'm not in my crib moving around right now but that's not gonna change anything i'm gonna smack these boys around like i always do what up keo (laughs) what's good man what's good what's good what's good mbs show i'm ready um um Make sure you go check out the latest episodes on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Follow us on all social media platforms. But with that being said, I'm ready. Okay, I got my brother, man. Even though sometimes he be tripping. What up, C? <laughs> what up with it, boy? You already know how I go down. The trendsetters in the building. Follow me and you won't go wrong. And then, of course, I got a poor Hook'em Horn fan. Horns down. <laughs> Don't put that ridiculous hat on, neither. Chill out with all that. We got Mr. Box Office in the building. What's up? Oh, God. Well, you know, after I picked my uh, uh, favorite NFL team and college team to win it all like you did last week, I would be hiding, <laughs> too. I mean, all that biasness. Hey, I didn't pick them to win it all. I said they'll win the division, and I said they'll win their conference. All right, here it goes. <laughs> oh, man, let's go, Keo, man. Let's go, man. All right, man, we got, we're going to be talking some NBA, college football, and, of course, the NFL. Uh, we got, uh, we're going to talk some UFC also. But first off, we're going to kick things off with uh, the NBA Central quarterback rankings for 2023 are out you can check it out on instagram on twitter and on facebook but with that being said man um the rankings um it it goes like this start coming at number 10 we got dak prescott number nine deshaun watson eight trevor lawrence seven Justin Herbert, six, Lamar Jackson, five, Aaron Rodgers, four, Jalen Hurts, three, Joe Burrow, two, Josh Allen, and number one, Patrick Mahomes. So with that being said, man, um, do you guys have a problem of how everything got ranked out um, this year? Y'all can go ahead. Go ahead first. See, I want to hear this. All right, man. Um, we'll start at the bottom. Dak Prescott. Um, I made a lot of waves with our friend group. And, um, 
you know, a couple of people that uh, didn't like my assessment of Derek Carr being a top 10 quarterback. And my thing is, I would say he's in the top 10. Um, looking at number 10, Dak Prescott, I would take I would take Derek Carr over Dak Prescott. I, um, I most definitely wow. would. And, um, and, I mean, I can't see anybody definitively um, proving me wrong on that. So, definitely, definitely I will put him over Dak. And I like Dak. I just uh, I'm very disappointed in Dak over the last couple of seasons. So um, you know, and I'm high on Derek Carr. I'm high on Derek Carr, especially coming to my team with a defense that can help him. So um, I can definitely see him being a top ten quarterback again. And um, that's pretty much um, you know, at the top, everybody, everybody has um, everybody has has Patrick Mahomes number one. So I mean, yep. you know, that's you that's know. a no brainer. So you go from on uh, the bottom to the top. I don't see too much problem with anything, but maybe like I said, leaving Derek Carr out of the top ten. I um I didn't like that. I felt some kind of way about that. Who that? Go ahead, Mister Box Office. What you thinking? I know you're going. Let's go. Okay. Well, first off, I don't agree with. Uh, let me see right here. I'm looking at the list right now. All right. I don't agree that Josh Allen is the second best quarterback in the league. I do, I do agree that Patrick Mahomes is the best. Uh, I had Mahomes one. There's no, there's no reason to not have Mahomes one. Uh, two MVPs last year, won MVP and the Super Bowl and his second ring, uh, and that's with Tyree. That's without Tyree Kill. Uh, he does have a one of the best tight ends of all time in Travis Kelsey, but uh, with Sky Moore. Kadarius Tony and these guys that he won last year with. <laughs> Come on, man. Isaiah Pacheco, seventh round running back. Are we talking about uh, paying running backs? Come on, like that. Mahomes does not need one. He proved it last year. Uh, and uh, I'm all good with him, number one. But the second best quarterback in the league is Joe Burrow. Uh, <laughs> Burrow is better than Josh Allen. Okay. Yep. It, it, he's gone to the Super Bowl. Already, Josh Allen hasn't. He's also beat Josh Allen in a head-to-head playoff game. He's been to two AFC title games. Josh Allen hasn't. Uh, th- there's no reason, and uh, Allen's been the league longer. I-, I need to see. Uh, I need to see a Super Bowl run from Josh Allen. Uh, I'm okay with Josh Allen at three right now. That's where I have him. I had Rodgers and Jalen Hurts four and five. Okay. Uh, and that would round out my top five uh, as of right now. Then I have Herbert, six. Number seven might surprise some people. I got Deshaun Watson. I'm not off the Deshaun Watson train like a lot of people. Uh, mm. He uh, he he came in a, a little late last year. It's a brand-new team. He also had a bunch of distractions. I'm still, I, I'm still a Deshaun Watson believer. I think he's a stud. I definitely think he's a top 10 uh, quarterback. He's number seven for me. I think this year with uh, finally having a little chemistry with the Cleveland Browns, all those allegations behind him, uh, I, I think he's a top seven quarterback. And, uh, and I think he's going to prove that again this year, and I hope he does. I've always been a Deshaun Watson fan. Number eight, right behind him, another Clemson Tiger, Trevor Lawrence. Uh, I'm not ready to go top five yet, 
But I like what I saw with Trevor Lawrence last year. They almost beat the Chiefs in the playoff game. He, I don't think he's had a true number one yet. Uh, Christian Kirk played well for him, but I think Kirk is a two. So they brought in Ridley, uh, which I think is going to help. Another year with Travis Etienne. I think uh, Trevor Lawrence is trending up. Uh, number nine, I might get some flack for this, but I'm going to go Kirk Cousins. Oh, wow. wow. Come on, man. Look, really? I, I think uh I think Kirk Cousins uh, has had underrated regular seasons. I think he's been very good, and that's even without Jeff- Justin Jefferson. And now that he's got Justin Jefferson, I think he's putting up really good numbers. Has he come up a little short in the playoffs? Yes, but you know who else has? That boy Dak Prescott, who's number 10 on this list. Uh I, I, I trust Kirk Cousins more than I trust Dak Prescott at this point. Kirk Cousins will at least put up some numbers in these big games. Dak Prescott just doesn't do it for me in these big games at all. Um, Number 10, I'm going to go Tua Tagovailoa if healthy, okay? I think people forget the kind of year he was having last year up until he got hurt. I think think he's borderline if healthy. I think he's really good. Um. I know uh, you guys mentioned Derek Carr. I had him at 11. So I think Derek Carr is always on the top 10 borderline. Uh, I did not have Dak Prescott in there. I did not have Stafford or Wilson after last year. They were terrible. Uh, Now, Stafford could get right back in there. He just won a Super Bowl two years ago. But last year, very up and down with injuries. Russell Wilson, we know, he's been declining every year. He's got a uh, really good offensive coach now in Sean Payton, so he could get back up there. I know a lot of people are going to say, where's Lamar Jackson? I kind of It's kind of like the Stafford thing to me. A little too hurt for me to go top 10 going into this year. Now he's got Odell Beckham. He's got Zay Flowers. So he's got some more weapons now where he could possibly uh, climb back into the top 10. So – that that's pretty much my top ten. So the uh, basically looking off the NBS list, the people I did not have in the top ten are Lamar Jackson and Dak Prescott, who were in the NBS top ten. I have Joe Burrow over Josh Allen. Other than that, I'm okay with this list. Okay, okay, okay. I see a lot what Yvonne's saying. I definitely can agree with a lot of it. The only thing I can say I don't agree with Yvonne on is the Kirk Cousins. I you know, you say he did things without um, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, he had Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. Of course, yeah, it's easy to do it with receivers like that. Those guys are way lead at one time, too. So but which, all but which, one of these, which one of these quarterbacks doesn't have guys besides Mahomes? And he's got Kelsey. I mean, I mean, when and you he's think number about, one. Uh, uh, what'd you say, See, I said that he's number one. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but Patrick Mahomes is a different breed. I mean, Lamar Jackson, to me, you say he's not in there, but Lamar Jackson's never had a receiver like Justin Jefferson or Stephon Diggs. He's had a tight end similar to what Mahomes has. So I I completely disagree with you about Lamar Jackson, even though I'm with you in the sense of will he ever win a Super Bowl? Probably not, but you can't deny what he's done in the NFL. He's won an MVP. He's definitely above Kirk Cousins for me to say that he doesn't have receivers like Kirk Cousins. And then you could add that Kirk Cousins had Dalvin Cook as well, a, a, a stud of a running back. So I and, and at some point, Kirk Cousins had – the Vikings had a pretty good defense on top of that. So Damn I, Cousins, Tua. 
You got Tua in over Lamar Jackson. I, I, but I'm not gonna lie, I like Tua. I'm not. I'm winning. I'm winning Yvonne on Tua. I think Tua should be yeah. in the top ten at number ten. I'm with that. But I think Lamar Jackson for sure is in the top ten. So I would actually take out Cousins. I would take out Dak, and I would put Tua and Lamar. So Lamar's already in on the MBS. Um, I agree with that. Um, I would probably put two at 10. I think Carr and Dak is right in the mix along. Y'all may laugh at me when I say this. I'm basing off of last year and what I think is going to happen this year. I think Geno Smith is right around that that 10 range as well because I think the Seahawks are going to be good this year. They, they, were well, they were really good last year. And if Brock Purdy has a better year than last year, then he could even enter the top 10. We can't, we can't dismiss him. I'm not saying he will. I'm just saying we can't dismiss him. Um, so I'm yeah, I'm gonna send you something with Purdy in it, bro. Huh? I'm gonna send you something with Purdy in it. You hey, man, hook it up, hook it up. <laughs> uh, and then wow. the my, my biggest gripe, and I even called Keel after we put the list out. I'm like, there ain't no way Joe Burrow's not number two. That's ridiculous. I love Josh Allen. I'll be the first one to say it. But he's not over Joe Burrow. And I know y'all gonna say X, you be about no, I'm not. Yvonne gave you everything that you needed to know about what Joe Burrow's done since he's been in the league so far. And if you want to get back to college, what he's done in college, Joe Burrow is a certified stud. stud. <laughs> so so I think he should be two. And as much as I think Mahomes was definitely unanimous, I think Burrow's on his, you know what? If Burrow can get over the hump this year and win a Super Bowl. The, the 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 sky is the limit for the Bengals and that offense. So I, I like Burrow two. I like Josh Allen three. I like what Yvonne said about you can't deny Jalen Hurts, even though I'm not a big Jalen Hurts guy. What he did last year was phenomenal. Um, I doubted him, and he came out and played well. So I don't have no problem with him being the top five. Aaron Rodgers, definitely like that, especially the team he's going to. And then, like I said, Herbert, Lamar, they're in that seven, six range. And then I think Deshaun Watson, what Yvonne said, I'm with him on that. And then Tua and and Trevor Lawrence, I'm with that top ten. I like that top ten. Tua, Tua. <laughs> uh, um. Uh. So with the with the rankings this year, I, I did make a mistake on it. Um. Joe Burrow was originally supposed to be number two. Um. He had. There was only. A total of 16 people voted. Two people voted Josh Allen uh, number two. Um, I'm not going to so put Burrow those. Is number two. Yeah, he is number two. Um, yeah, okay. so two two people voted him to be ranked at number two. I'm not going to put those individuals on blast. They know who they are. Um, mm-hmm. um, let, me, let me see what. Uh, obviously, Mahomes was a unanimous number one. Um. Jalen Hurts, majority of the part he was voted. Uh, his his range was four and five. Um, so, so that seems about right. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence is the guy that made a huge jump this year. Um, last year, I don't think Lawrence was considered at all. Um, if you look at um, if you look at how last year was, a uh, Joe Burrow was ranked number. Joe Burrow was actually ranked number four last year, and he jumped all the way up to number two. So that was a huge, um, that was a very huge jump for him for uh, what what uh, Joe Burrow's been able to do. Um, 
Let me see who else. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. What he was ranked number five. He he dropped actually. He was ranked number three last year. The MBS was him at number three. Um, as far as Justin Herbert goes, he um he actually um, took took a drop actually. But I don't have a problem with the list. I think Lamar Jackson is my only problem though. I think he's ranked a little bit too high. I think there's certain I think there's certain quarterbacks that could have been ranked ahead of uh Lamar uh Lamar Jackson. Um but I, I don't I don't have a problem with this list. The only problem is I don't think Trev I don't think Trevor Lawrence is a top ten quarterback. Um I don't think Trevor Lawrence has proven to me yet that he is a top ten quarterback. Um everybody's on the hype train for the Jacksonville Jaguars this season. I don't think they're going to be as good as people are advertising them to be. I just think they're going to be the same team like they were last year. Just inconsistent, mediocre quarterback play. You know, um, weapons will will be up and down. Um, I won't be surprised if Jacksonville don't even win the division at all. Um, Wow. That division? Yeah. What? You said the Jags had mediocre uh, quarterback play. Twenty-five touchdowns, eight interceptions, and four thousand yards is mediocre. Yeah, it is for somebody that's advertised as a number one overall pick, and that's his second year. I mean, there's there's some quarterbacks in their second year that's been very promising. Hey, I want to say, I want to say this. Yeah, I was wrong about him in a sense of. I didn't think he would be as good as he is. But I want to also state that he got to start winning and he got to get to the playoffs, and that's Justin Herbert. I wow. know his numbers are good. I know his numbers are good. I get it. I get it. I'm not wow. knocking his numbers. But the weapons that he has at his disposal, I just think that you got to be better. The defense has studs on the defense, on the offensive side of the ball, you got Keenan Allen, you got Mike Williams, you got Austin Eckler. You got to be better than that. Like, you got to make the playoffs. You got quarterbacks making the playoffs with way less than that, in my opinion. He just, we just brought up Trevor Lawrence. I'm sorry. Justin Herbert has to take the next step, in my opinion, because if not, I'm going to think that he's a stat stuffer and it just doesn't translate to wins. And that's going to make me drop him next year if he doesn't make the playoffs this year. Well, you've never been high on on in the first place. <laughs> Especially when, especially when he came out the draft, you called him a bus. I think I, you remember that. Hey, okay. hey, hey! I just said ah, I wasn't. A, but look, he hasn't he hasn't done anything yet either. But you had no expectations for him. You hey. said he was a bust. So, hey. so he's better he, than he's, I, I thought. He's, he's exceeding your he expectations. As a matter of fact, he does. Yeah, just like Jalen Hurts, but Jalen Hurts actually made a Super Bowl. Nah, I wouldn't. All right, I got a real question to ask y'all based off that. Where where is Aaron Rodgers ranked? I had him fifth. Five. He's at five. He's at five, right? So um are we witnessing a decline on Aaron Rodgers? Well, let me tell you why I'm gonna say no, only because of this. When last year we just talked about people having weapons. Oh my god, Romeo Dobbs. Wow. That's not no that's not no disrespect to those they're young. Aaron Rodgers needs guys that 
not, I mean, they're young and they're not like top 10 picks. They're not like guys that like are Marvin Harrison Jr. coming out in the draft, Jamar Chase. They're not those guys. Christian Watson was a guy that got drafted, uh, but also a guy that you knew that had to like take, it was going to take some time. It wasn't like I'm coming out and I'm going to be a stud right out the gate. So I gave Aaron Rodgers a pass for last year in the sense of he didn't make the playoffs. But I think Aaron Rodgers will have a big year this year with the weapons he has in New York. I agree. I mean, he's got Dalvin Cook. He's got Garrett Wilson. Uh, he's got some familiar faces like Alan Lazard on top of it. Uh, I think that, uh, that Rodgers will be better. So, I mean, you're telling me um, he has to have a Devontae Adams type um, receiver I to succeed. And um, we're looking at people like, well, we're looking at, of course, um, one person throwing to nobody's over there. Mahomes throwing to nobody's every year. Kelsey. Well, he, ha he, ha he has a Hall of Fame tight end. He has, well, I mean, we, all right. So, so I think we're talking all the time. I think that any quarterback has to have and at least a really good target somewhere. Tight right. end, receiver, somebody. I agree. Yeah. I think the I think the only guy that's ever won consistently without like a big, big uh guy consistently was Brady. I mean he at times Julian Edelman, uh I mean they won the Super Bowl against Atlanta without Rob Gronkowski that year, and Julian Edelman was the number one guy. So yeah. I, mean, I think Brady's been the only one to prove really uh, that you can win without a legit number one, whether that's a tight end or a receiver. But I will go back to the Herbert thing you said, uh, X. I totally agree. I, I, I'm big on – I'm always hard on Lamar Jackson because I thought he was overrated throwing the ball. But Lamar Jackson's won a playoff game, and he's won MVP. Two things Justin Herbert hasn't done yet. He needs to get it done this year. You, they added another receiver in the draft. You got Keenan Allen, you got Mike Williams, you got you still got that running back Eckler there. Uh, but I do think I expect a much bigger year from Justin Herbert because they got Kellen Moore, and I think Kellen Moore, Moore is a good offensive uh, uh, play caller. <laughs> that that don't make sense. Um, we, we're setting expectations <laughs> for a, a quarterback that. We didn't set expectations before. Now you expect something from him. He was a top when, ten pick. What are we talking you call, about? You call him a bust. Six. Did you not? Did you not call him a bust? It doesn't. I'm not no, talking about. Just, what I no, think just, he no, was a top ask, ten just, pick. I, no, you I'm have to go you. to the playoffs no, if you're I'm, a top no, ten I'm pick. No, I'm asking you. Did you call him a bust or not? I did. Okay, we did. I called him. I called him a bust too. But that enough said. That does not mean we cannot move on in the future and say we were wrong about a player. We got he, we adjust to the, what we've seen, and now I see Justin Herbert's a good regular season quarterback. Now we need to see it in the playoffs. Yeah, he over exceeded expectations, especially if for us, are calling not him for you. I well, yeah. <laughs> nobody expect the Chargers. To, nobody expect the Chargers to go to the AFC Championship game. Do you? I don't. Hey, I man, if, he, if he's that guy, he should make it there. This year, I expect them to win at least one playoff game. They got to win a playoff game All with right. that roster. Okay, that's fair enough. All right, let's go to our next topic, man. Uh, we do our final division predictions in the NFL with the two best divisions in the NFL, oh, man. <laughs> First off, we're going to... The second best division in the NFL, 
and I am talking about the AFC East. What you guys' thoughts on it? Oh, no, boy, shut up. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Floor's yours. Y'all want me to go first? Go ahead. Okay. Okay. My apologies. My apologies. Okay. So this AFC East is loaded. Kill, if you say the NFC East is the best division, you're an idiot. I just want you to know that. Out the gate. Oh, that is, go ahead and insult me. That that's a that's blasphemy, Kyo. You know better than that. I know you're a Cowboys fan, but you don't have to be biased about it. I mean, come that's on, not, man. We're not we're not biased over here. But go <laughs> ahead, right. carry on. All right, all right. But the AFC, the AFC East. All right, coming in last place for me. Even though you know how I feel. I mean, I feel that coach is legendary. We can't deny what he does. Um, I got the Patriots coming in last wow. place in the division. Um, Mac Jones. You know, yeah, he got Juju in the offseason. We understand that. They added Ezekiel Elliott. That's cool. Ramadre Stevenson is a, a fantasy sleeper, I guess you could say. Everybody's expecting to break out this year. But overall, I just look at the other three teams. I just think on paper they're better. They're just better. What you want? I can't tell you anything else. They're just better teams, in my opinion. So when I look at the other three teams, I think the Patriots are going to compete. I think they're, going to, they're not going to be a terrible team that comes in last place. They could actually finish as a 500, well, above 500 team and still not make the playoffs and just not be high in the division. But ultimately, I think that they're just going to finish last. Coming in at three, golly. I say three and two is going to have the same record, and that's the Jets and Dolphins. I think the Jets and Dolphins have the same record. Um, they'll probably both win 10 games, 11 games, and they'll get into the playoffs. I think I think three teams are going to get into the uh, playoffs out of this division. But I think the Jets and the Dolphins will be really good this year. Um, like Yvonne spoke about it earlier, Tua, before he got hurt, was the MVP candidate, in my, in my opinion. And the weapons that he has, you can't, you can't deny that. Tyreek Hill can go crazy. Jalen Waddle can go crazy. And they just, they just, they just have a lot of weapons offensively and then defensively. Jalen Ramsey's going to come back around some point this season, I believe, and add to that defense. So I just really like what the Dolphins have. The Jets, we know, it's going to take some time, but nonetheless, I still think they're going to get to double-digit wins and they'll get into the playoffs. I don't know what they're going to do in the playoffs, but right now, if I have to put my money on somebody, I'm going with the Bills. The Bills are a fantastic um, regular season team. They need to take the next step in the playoffs. Josh Allen understands that, I believe. And I believe Stephon Diggs, even though they had the little hiccup in the offseason, I think they get it together. I think James Cook is a real fantasy sleeper. I'm giving y'all hints right here. I think Sorry. he's a sleeper. Yeah. Um, and I think the Bills are going to repeat as set to the division. So I'm going with the Bills at one. Don't try okay. to catch. Don't. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going to go next just because I thought X hit it right on the nail. I agree with pretty much everything he said here. Uh, and this, this, by the way, the toughest division in the NFL. Uh, th this division is stacked. I'm going to go at fourth place with the New England Patriots. They're going to they're gonna uh, win seven games. Uh, I think they're massively overrated. I don't know why. Uh, that people are even thinking they're going to make the playoffs. Uh, for those I've heard that think they're going to make the playoffs, they're not making the playoffs, not in this division. Uh, I don't think the Mac Jones experiment is going really well, and I don't think it's fully his fault. 
I don't think that they've really put the best weapons around him. But I was never the biggest Mac Jones fan going into the NFL anyways. Uh, so I say seven wins for them, t- seven and ten. N- uh, two and three, same record. I agree. Ten wins each, ten and seven. I think the Dolphins and the Jets go ten and seven. That can change depending on Tua's health because we know getting him to play all 17 games is kind of a miracle. Uh, but I, I want to see him play, though, because he's – uh, I thought he was killing it last year, and those weapons, man. And I and I really like their coach, Mike McDaniel, in terms of being an offensive mind. Um, so I want to see the Dolphins healthy just to see their full potential. Dude, the Jets have one of the best rosters in the league. Uh, Sauce Gardner, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Garrett Wilson. Uh, I'm not playing fantasy with you guys this year, but Garrett Wilson is my guy in fantasy this year. I'm trying to get him in every league. I think really? I think he's going to kill it with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Quinn and Williams. I mean, th- this this roster is stacked. And I think that the Jets, uh, with that type of roster, are going to be a playoff team. And the best team in this division, I think, will be the Buffalo Bills. They'll go 12-5. and five. Uh, I think they have the most chemistry in this division. I'm not making anything out of the Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs thing from last year. I think they'll be fine. Um, I think they're a Super Bowl contender. I just told you all Josh Allen has to do a little more in the playoffs. But I do think they win this division. And I and I still see the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins all making the playoffs out of this division. I think this division is stacked. So pretty much agree with everything X said here. All right. So let's make it three. <laughs> let's wow. make it three, man. All right, so we're gonna look at fourth in the division. Um, it sounds crazy saying this, considering um the past twenty years. But yeah, the Patriots gonna finish last in this division. I give them seven wins, tops, absolute tops. Um, the Mac Jones experiment, I agree, isn't going too well. I'm not gonna say it's not his fault. He's exactly who I expected him to be in the league. He's not a stud at all. He's not going to uh, ever lead them to a championship. Um, I don't know. I don't know if they they expect that. I, I don't know if they expect him to be there next time, Brady. But he is not. They'll be looking for another quarterback in about two more years. Um, so we're gonna go to third, and I got the Miami Dolphins. And before I say this, let me prelude it by saying, I I pray <laughs> that Tua retires. Bro, because he's going to end up hurting himself severely. Um, that was one of the scariest things I'd ever seen in my life when he was frozen up on Monday Night Football last week, last year. Um, that enough, that was enough to make me want that man to retire. His uh, his body, he may have the ability to play football, but his body's not built for football, man. I, I think he's um, he's doing himself an injustice by continuing to play. But I think he'll play enough games to have them. Um, what about 10 wins? I, I can see him getting 10 wins. Um, and then coming in at second, the new New York Jets. Okay. I say new because they, they got um, a whole new swag going on over there, starting with picking up Aaron Rodgers. Um, I don't think he's enough to put them over the hump to um win a Super Bowl or anything, but they definitely will be um in a running over there in the AFC. I think they have a stacked roster over there. Pretty much, um, uh, the Dalvin Cook thing was just a 
icing on the cake and um you know Brees Hall over there still. Yeah, I think that they they're gonna be really good this year. A team that you can know you you never can just say, Oh yeah, they're gonna lose that game. They're gonna be in every game this year. They're not gonna win them all, but they will be in every game this year. They have a, a stacked offense and a stacked defense. And um they're young, they're a young veteran team, if that makes any sense to you. So um I think that'll be pretty good. And winning the division, I think we are all probably gonna agree with this. The Buffalo Bills uh, will be winning the division division with uh Josh Allen. Um I I, I think he's going to I could see him in the AFC championship game, but um I just can't see him getting past getting past Burrow or Mahomes to get to the Super Bowl. So I don't know which one he'll be playing there. But um, I think I can see them getting all the way there. With D- him and Diggs get back on the right page, the same page, they'll be okay. Um, I don't know about this running back situation they got on, going on over there. Uh, I don't think it's gonna be. I don't think it's gonna be a, a good look for them. They need to pick up one of these free agent running backs out of there, out there. Either get, you know, go check and look and see what Fournette doing. Pick up somebody like that to solidify that running back position. But outside of that, I think they'll win the division. So I got Buffalo, the Jets, Miami, and uh, the Patriots. Okay, it's my turn now. Um, oh God. So uh, starting at number four for me, I I do have the New England Patriots. You know, um, I, I like what they did drafting uh, Christian Gonzalez on the draft. Um, Bill O'Brien's the new offense coordinator. You know they they you know they um, you know they do they do have Zeke. Um, uh, they added Juju Smith. Um, but I don't. I, I just think they're 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 pieces away from contending for that division. And I got them going six and eleven. They got a tough schedule. They start off the season facing Philadelphia. Then they got to go to Miami. Then they go to the Jets. Then they go to Dallas. Then they go to the Saints. So we could see a possible zero and five for this team. Uh, okay, now going to number four. Um, I also got the Miami Dolphins there. Um, I think, I think, uh, I think the Armstead. I'm not sure what his status with with, with the, his injury is. I know Jalen Ramsey won't be back in December, but I think the offense will put in some solid numbers. My, my huge question is the quarterback. Um, obviously, to. Uh, feel bad for that guy with the concussion protocols he's going to and I hate to say it he end up might going to another one this season I do have them finishing 10 and 7 this season um, in third place coming in second place I got the Buffalo Bills man (laughs) I'm sorry I have seen the light this team have been projected to be Super Bowl contenders for the last three seasons, and it's been a failure for them every single season. Uh, they failed to make it to the past divisional round in two out of those three seasons. Um, they're 
biggest issue has been always the running back. I say that every year, every time we do the prediction, running back, running back, running back, running back. Obviously, they added Damian Harris, James Cook. Um, they think that that's going to be the problem solver. They think that's going to be the one-two punch. I don't see it. I don't see it at all. I'm not sold by James Cook. I'm not sold by Damian Harris. There's a reason Harris is no longer with the Patriots, and he didn't even get it done over there. So make what makes you think he's going to get it done with that team? I do like the draft pick Dalton Kincaid. I, I honestly thought my Cowboys were going to draft him, but you know uh, they end up um, stealing that away from us. Um, I'm not a huge fan of their schedule. Um, I think they'll start the season. They'll go on a huge winning streak, but I do think they will struggle towards the middle of the season. And I got them at number two. And number one, man, I got I got the New York Jets, man. And the main guy is Aaron Rodgers. This team has not made the playoffs in, what, in the last ten plus years. You go added, you you know, you go add guys like um, Lazard. Dalvin Cook, um, new system, new personnel. Uh, they're going to like the weapons that they have. Um, I'm not sure what the situation with Breeze Hall and Dalvin Cook. I think they're going to be splitting carries. Um, I'm drafting both of them in fantasy, by the way. Oh, um, God. help my team out. Garrett Wilson, huge fantasy sleeper of mine's. Um, but obviously certain individuals already exposed that on the show for the past couple weeks. Um, and I think Aaron Rodgers will have a solid season. Um, he does have a tough schedule on his hands. He got to play the Chiefs, the Buffalo, Dallas, Philly. Uh, but I like, I can't, I can't, I can't go against Aaron Rodgers. He's the Mr. Back-to-Back MVP. I like what I see from the Jets, and I think New York Jet fans is going to get a good treat this year. Um, so I got them winning the division, man. Finishing with a 13-4 and record, the Ooh. New York Jets. All right, guys, let's go to our, net, the, our last division. It's the NFC East. Oh man, this is but be this careful is, what you say tonight. Oh so no, go ahead. Oh no, oh, no, buddy. I got a whole lot to I got a tongue load for you right now. You're not about to be happy at all. All right, but real quick before we get to that, man, the AFC <laughs> is gonna be so nice in the playoffs, bro. Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, Rogers, Herbert, Russ might make it, Watson, Lawrence, Tua, and Lamar Jackson. We're probably going to get seven of those quarterbacks in the playoffs. The AFC is going to be just awesome to watch come playoff time, I think. Um, so I can't wait. Now, the NFC, another hand, put thing. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. All right, coming in at number four. I'm gonna no, tell you, we got this. I'm going to tell you, number four, even though I have this team at four, I don't think they're going to be as bad as everybody else is going to say they are. And I know all of y'all are going to have the same team at four, I believe. But I got the Washington Commanders. But I think the Commanders are going to be better than what we think. I think they're going to be in close games. If y'all remember, they beat the Eagles last year. 
I think it was on a Monday night or a Sunday night. I forgot. Or maybe it was a Thursday. I know it was a night game. And they beat the Eagles. And nobody expected that. Rama Rivera's going to get those boys to play hard. Sam Howell, I don't know what I'm getting. I know, you know, he was he was talented coming out of college. But we're going to have to see it on a consistent basis now. So I'm going to go with the commanders coming in at number four. Keel, get ready, baby. Because coming in at number three, how about them Cowboys? <laughs> yes, I, got, I got them coming in at three. Dak talking about he's not going to throw more than 10 interceptions. Come on, man. Come on, I man. Agree. I agree. I think, <laughs> that's a, I think we, we're going to see a lot of improvements this year. Hey, you man, hey, in the first 10 games. Hey, I, I do think the Cowboys are going to be one of those last teams being that the a NFC is so weak that they have a chance to get into the playoffs along with some other teams that I, you know, just look at the a – like I said, look at the NFC – they may be like on the cusp, or maybe the last team in, but I do have the Cowboys as the third team in the NFC East. I think they'll be around nine, ten wins. Um, I, I'm gonna say nine wins. I'm gonna go nine wins firm on that. Nine wins the Cowboys get this year. Coming in at number two, slightly better. I'm going with the Giants. I'm not a Daniel Jones guy by no stretch of the imagination, but I think Saquon Barkley is special. I think adding a guy like Darren Waller to the mix is big time. And look, I ain't going to lie to y'all. I'm not even going to say it because I'm going to just say this. You don't let y'all do y'all research. I like their rookie wide receiver. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm, I'm giving y'all a little gem right there. Look, Kiel, don't start Googling. Stop Googling, Kiel. Get off. Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> But I like the Giants this year. I think the Giants will get 10 wins. I think they're going to be a playoff team. I think Saquon Barkley is going to go crazy this year if he stays healthy. So I got them coming in number two. And number one, I just think top to bottom, this roster is just ridiculous. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I can't believe they got DeAndre Swift for nothing. For nothing. Nothing. They gave – the Lions gave DeAndre Swift to the Eagles. The Eagles – um, on defense is the Georgia Bulldogs uh, <laughs> of the <laughs> NFL. Um, so, yeah, they got two great corners. They, I, I just think the Eagles got too, so much talent on that team. If Jalen Hurts can pick up where he left off from last year, this team is a Super Bowl contender out of the NFC. They're probably the favorites in most people's mind. Probably the two best wide receivers on the same team in the NFC. Um, so I'm going with the Eagles. I think the Eagles are going to be really good again this year. 12, 13 wins, maybe even more than that. I got the Eagles finishing number one. All right. Well, uh, I'll go next. Uh, X, you acting like no one here knows about Jalen Hyatt. I mean, he caught, he, caught, he caught four touchdowns against Alabama. If you Right, right, right. Talk that talk, Mr. Box Office. Uh, I'm going to start off at number four with the Washington Deadskins. They're going to win. They're going to win four games. They freaking freaking suck. I don't like nothing about this team. Chase Young is always hurt, but I wish we could see his full potential. Uh, Sam Howell's not an NFL quarterback. Uh, I don't like their running backs. I like Terry. Mm. I, I like Terry McLaurin, but that's about it. 
I don't see anything about this team I like. I think Ron Rivera is soon going to be out of there, to be honest. Wow. Um, number three, I'm going to go with the New York football Giants. Wow. They're going to win nine games. Now, that might be enough in the NFC to get into the playoffs. I will have to break it down when we do our playoff predictions if they get in or not. Um I just don't think much has changed with this team. I, I know they got Darren Waller. I know they got Jalen Hyatt. But I still need to see more from Daniel Jones. I really do. I I, I need to see him more on a consistent ba- basis. Fair. Now, Dayball De- did turn Josh Allen from a bust to a stud. And maybe he does that with De- uh, Daniel Jones. I mean, he played much better last year. He won a playoff game. Uh, but I just need to see a little more from the Giants to really believe it. I got him in third. Number. Uh, by the way, before I uh, before I finish up, the, no one in this division has repeated since the 2003-2004 Eagles. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Eagles, the one last year, and I think that trend continues. I got the Eagles finishing second in this division. Wow! Look at him smiling. Look at him. <laughs> a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover. I still think that the Eagles win 11 games. They still get to the playoffs. They're still a good team. I just think there's a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover, uh, and I think that's completely nor- normal after a Super Bowl loss. It usually happens. But with the first and the division winners here, I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys. And I can't believe I'm saying it either, but I – I like uh, I don't like the Kellen Moore loss. I don't like that. So I got to see what happens with the offense uh, there. But I love the Brandon Cooks edition. I love the Stephon Gilmore edition. I like the Cowboys roster, and I think they're actually trending the, uh, the right way. I think they win this division. I think they win this division. I think they're a little underrated going into this year. Right. I still need to see more from Dak. But I think that the Brandon Cooks addition really helps. I think that will be good. Um, and I got the Cowboys room this division. Uh, but I do, like I said, I got the Eagles making the playoffs still. The Giants, I'll figure out when I break it down if they make it. But they'll have nine wins. And the Deadskins will be uh, a top five draft pick next NFL draft. Wow. I don't I don't like anything about Washington. Nothing. Shout out to my dog Ricky, man. Ricky, I'll try to go hard for y'all. Mr. Box Office is doing y'all dirty Interesting. right now. There y'all have it. All right, I got you, baby. Here we go. Um, so we're gonna pull in fourth, right? Full in fourth, no surprise. Anybody the um team formerly known as the Redskins and the team formerly known as the Washington football team, now the commanders will be fourth in the division. Maximum five wins. What? They're going to be terrible, bro. They're going to be terrible. I don't even know what they're doing over there, bro. They don't know what they're doing. I don't know what they're doing. Uh, I think uh, Riviera, he's going to be out after probably, if not this year, next year, because they're going to be terrible again next year. Um, Yeah, man, they're just not a good team. Um, Maybe they can get some of that bad mojo off since they sold the team. Um, in a couple of years, but this isn't a year. Okay, so coming in at third, um, I got the New York Football Giants. Wow, New York Football Giants coming in at third. I'm not a big Daniel Jones fan. I um, 
I think, you know, he got paid. He did what he had to do last year to go ahead and get paid. Um, Saquon is, is, is exceptional at running back, but I don't think that's enough to really do too much. I think maybe they get to nine wins this year. I think they get nine wins, but they're going to come in third in that division. And, Mr. Box Office, you might be on to something, bro. Number two. The defending NFC champions, the Philadelphia Eagles. Second, they have a hell of a roster. I I I, oh, I can say that they are loaded on offense mm-hmm. and defense, but I just don't think that they'll be able to pull out enough wins to win this division. Now they may go further than the division winner in the playoffs, but I think regular season wise, I think they'll be in second in the division. And number one, it only leaves one team. How about them Cowboys, man? Number one. Oh, God. Them winning the division this year. Uh-huh. They, they are a good regular season team. They're, they're, they're totally terrible in the playoffs. Dak didn't show up at all in the playoffs. But I could see them winning the division with about 12 wins this year. Um, with Like I said, I, I think they might win a tiebreaker. With Philly, Philly get 11 wins. They get 12. Um, I just think that they 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 do well in the regular season, but they won't do anything in the playoffs. They'll probably be a first round out, um, depending upon who they play. And you know, I think they'll be hosting they'll be hosting a wild card game <laughs> as division winners uh, in this terrible NFC. But uh, yeah, I got the Cowboys. You can go ahead and smile, kill. No, my God, I can't believe what oh. I'm hearing. Oh, my. I feel like I feel like I'm in the parallel universe right now. You are, you <laughs> are in the parallel universe. Shout to Danny. Oh my God, take that ridiculous at all. <laughs> well, you're in you're in trouble. True, here we come. Oh God. Um, I, I'm actually proud of my Dallas Cowboys this year, man. Oh, gosh. Um, um, Phil Barnwell actually rated the Dallas Cowboys offseason as the best, the third best offseason, um, uh, in the entire NFL. Um, oh God, and I actually agree. I think we had one of the best off seasons. Um, we we know we stole we stole Stefan Gilman from the Colts. We only gave up a fifth round pick. Obviously, we get Brandon Cooks. All we gave up is a fifth and sixth round pick, and he, you know, he's a legitimate wide receiver. He's excel well, well everywhere, <laughs> everywhere. Um, Everywhere he goes, you know, you go alongside with somebody like C.D. Lamb. You know, I, you know, I, every, we all know what C.D. Lamb could do. Um, I think he's gonna be one of those receivers that that that's gonna put up big numbers for um for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, Dak Prescott, we he was ranked um number ten. Wait, nine or ten? Nine, ten on the MBS rankings. I think he belongs right where Man. he was. Yeah, he belongs right where he was at. If it was up to me, I would have ranked him a little bit higher than that. Um, 
I'm I'm going by off of what I expect him to do this season. Um, I think our biggest hole is the tight end position. Even though they got like four different tight ends, they originally wanted Dalton, Dalton Kincaid from the draft, but we weren't able to get him. Um, Tony Pollard breakout season last year, and I expect him to do huge numbers. He's healthy. He's gonna do what uh, put cowboy type of numbers. You know, not just running the ball, but catching the ball from the backfield. And I honestly thought we had one of the biggest deals in the draft. I'm not talking about Mozzie Smith. I'm talking about Deuce Vaughn. I don't know. Something just jumps off the screen for me when I I watch him to play. He reminds me like a Darren Sproles. Yeah, he's just electric. I think he's going to light up the team. I think on both both on both sides of the ball. Um, I know that his dad works for the team. He's like a college football scout for the Dallas Cowboys, and I think Deuce Bond is going to be a huge difference maker, playmaker, impact, and his presence will be felt around the NFL. Um, so that was huge for my Dallas Cowboys, and then in the. And and then our first uh first round pick in the draft, we 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 got them guys, Mozzie Smith. We finally got our anchor. We finally got our Haloti Nada. Oh my! <laughs> um, if I wanted to go that on far, I, if I wanted to go that far, we we just might have our Reggie White now. Oh my God! Um, but I'm um, Hold on, and he strengthens the defense. He makes that defensive line better. He's just an anchor, a run stuffer, and I like what my Dallas Cowboys have done. And I and I think we're going to be one of the top defenses this year. You add Demarcus Lawrence, you got Trayvon Diggs on one side, and then you also have um, um, Stephon Gilmore on the other side, alongside with Demarcus Lawrence. Leighton Vanderish, we're just loaded on on that that side of the ball, and I think it's going to be hard to score against us. And I think a lot of the teams will fear the Dallas Cowboys oh, on the God. defensive side. Oh God! Um, led by Dan Quinn, I think Dak Prescott's going to have a solid season this year. You have Coach Mike McCarthy, who will be calling the show this time. Um. Can I, I change like, mine? Keo just talked me out of it. <laughs> I like I like my Dallas Cowboys to win the NFC East. I do think we will win a playoff game. I think we will win a road playoff game also, and we will stra- snap our 20-year streak of not making to the NFC championship game. Um, as far as you know, the bottom tier teams, the teams that don't matter to me, that Philadelphia Eagles. Oh God! I think um, I think Jalen Hurts will have a sophomore slump. DeAndre Swift is not the answer there. He's gonna he's gonna have to get used to the offense there, and it's not gonna work. I thought it was a huge mistake that they did not get 
Miles Sanders, um, AJ Brown. I I think he'll be a little inconsistent. I think Devontae Smith will save them. Um, I think the defense will be carrying this team majority of the season. Um, and and I, I think the Eagles will struggle. As far as the Giants go, you know, uh, it, it's only one name I could say, and that's Saquon Barkley. Um, I, I just don't think Sa- Saquon Barkley, he got a year. Um, I think he's going to be playing with a purpose. Um, it's going to put a lot of pressure on Daniel Jones. They didn't get no wide receivers to help this guy out. They did get Darren Waller. But I just think they'll be the same team that they were last year. They'll start out hot. They'll start out hot, and then they'll get cold like they normally do throughout the years. And obviously, when it comes to the Washington Commanders, I mean, their team's name speak for itself. Disrespectful. They'll be, they'll, be, they'll be competing for another first-round pick. You know, there's not much I could say about that team. You got running back issues. Your quarterback that you don't know what you're going to get with him. Um, Chase Young, I've, seems like he's very unhappy there. Um, Terry McLaurin, he's a little banged up. I think this is an easy pick. It, it's a no-brainer type of pick. And I'm going with my Dallas Cowboys. Who? Well, okay, so I got a question for you. Are the Cowboys the only team that's going to make the playoffs in this division? Because you said the Eagles are going to have a sophomore slow. Uh, I th- I think the uh, because the NFC is so weak right now. I think the Eagles they can compete for a seventh spot because I could now that I think about it, I could see why you called the New Orleans Saints. Super Bowl contenders because look at this. Who you got? Who you got in there? You got the San Francisco 49ers. And who else? Hey. <laughs> as like legit, like, no, 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 as legit NFC contenders, though, like for the Super Bowl. Like the team that you could think of is the San Francisco 49ers. You could say the Eagles, you could say the Cowboys. And I don't have a problem for you now saying the New Orleans Saints. I mean, I got a problem with you saying the Cowboys. The Cowboys are not making the Super Bowl, bro. No, they're not gonna happen. No, nobody, nobody, no, nobody like, said. I don't see that. Nobody, nobody said they were making the Super Bowl. I'm just you saying. I'm, I'm talking about contenders, though. You, you picked them to win the Super Bowl every year. You picked your quarterback. No, I never to win picked MVP the Saints to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, I mean, I mean, we we got a record of a prediction list that we do every year. Well, I could, okay, so, I could show you. So who I picked last year? I'm pretty sure you picked the New Orleans Saints. You're lying. Oh my God, you're lying. Look at you. You know you're lying. That's sad, bro. Okay, that's neither here nor there. I'm going to put you on the spot. I know we're not supposed to be doing this right now, but I want to know y'all's Super Bowl prediction. I'll go first. Okay. This might be shocking. And the team I picked to win it, I picked them <laughs> last year. The reason I I was eventually wrong, in my opinion, was because they had a big injury. And y'all going to be shocked when, when I tell y'all who the, who's coming out the NFC. I got the Buffalo Bills winning their first Super Bowl, and they're going to beat the Dallas Cowboys in the Super Bowl. Oh, right. God! <laughs> <laughs> 
Woo! Leo, you should be happy. I got you it's... losing. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we're going to the big dad, baby. That's the happiest <laughs> lose I ever seen, man. How are you happy that you're going to lose the Super Bowl? Like, what? Hey. I, I I I had the Bills last year, and I really truly believe they were the best team in the league if Von Miller didn't get hurt. I think getting Von Miller back, and you got Leonard Floyd. I think that's a big big addition. Uh, they were on a roll last year. I I think Dalton Kincaid was a good pickup in the draft. I, I really think it's the Bills' time. I really do. And the Cowboys, man, uh, Keo, you said in twenty years they haven't made the title game. It's been 28 years, and the way I know that is because I was one years old the last time they made it there. And uh, I think that the Cowboys just kind of end up having a favorable NFC. Uh, maybe the Niners get upset by somebody else. Maybe the Eagles get upset somebody else. I think it's going to be a lucky year for them to get through, but I think Brandon Cooks and Stephon Gilmore are big additions. But in the end, the, Cow- uh, the Cowboys are not better than the Bills. And I got the Bills winning the Super Bowl. Okay, see what you think. All right, man. Look, let me let me preface this by saying this, man. Look, y'all think it's yeah. cute when y'all talk about, oh, okay, man, you pick the Saints every year, right? <laughs> man, unfortunately, y'all don't understand what it is to have a team that's actually in contention every year. All right? That's not a bad thing. We have consistently had a good team since I've known y'all. So anytime I pick them, it's relevant. I can back it up with stuff. It's not me just pulling it out the out the uh, hat, right? So with that being said, coming out of the AFC, I have the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm. Coming out. Um I think they um they get they get Burrow going and once he gets going, I mean I think they're gonna blaze through that AFC. Um, I just can't see. I can't see anybody but the Chiefs beating them. But um, I don't, I don't think Buffalo can beat them. I don't think Buffalo can beat them in the playoffs. I, um, but I can see the Chiefs beat. I, the Chiefs can beat them, but I think um, Burrow just has Mahomes' number. I think he just has Mahomes' number, so I can see them beating them and getting to the Super Bowl. And coming out of the NFC, uh, I think that certain things have lined up. The NFC being a very weak division this year overall. And um, I think the Saints have a favorable schedule, will stay healthy. Um, The addition of Derek Carr. um, We have a great defense again. We uh, got Mike Thomas back. I believe he'll stay healthy. So I believe our – our passing game will be very efficient and on point. Um, I also believe our running game will be on point um, with the additions we brought there. Even with um, Kamara missing the first three games, I think we got a good running game sitting down right there to hold them down. Um, I think we're going to run through there. We have the worst schedule, the sorriest teams all year. So I think we'll end up with a one or two seed hosting the playoff game uh, or getting the first round back, but definitely hosting the playoff game. I think that home field advantage is going to take us right on through to the Super Bowl. Now, here's where it gets tricky. I think we may be we may be overachieving. I have Cincinnati beating us in the Super Bowl and my heart breaks. Oh! 
Oh, yeah, Cincinnati beating the Saints in the Super Bowl. My heart breaking because I'm torn. I love Joe Burrow, and but I love the Saints even more. And um, me torn, uh, <laughs> torn, having a uh, root against Burrow and him pulling our hearts out <laughs> and everybody else in Louisiana's hearts out, seeing him take a Super Bowl win from the Saints. Wow. But uh, I think that's because we're a year away. I think we're a year away. Carl going to settle in, and we'll go right back next year and win it. All right. Kia, what you think? I want to hear this. I know um, we're going to put our official out on the NBS page, but I want to know, like, just right now, just in the spur of the moment, what you thinking? There's only one team in the NFC that's that's that the NFC goes through. It is the San Francisco 49ers. I hate saying that. I know my sister's going to love me hearing me say that, but they are the main contenders, the best defense in the NFL. Nobody is stopping this team. The quarterback, man, I like me some Brock Purdy, man. I really like him. <laughs> Outside of him beating my Cowboys, that's the only thing I don't like. I'm going to sing you a little song with Brock Purdy in it. Ah, interesting. Okay. Um, and, um, and you know, the running game, we know what McCaffrey could do. They got, you know, their backups, wide receiver Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. They got the perfect recipe to get there, and they're the main contenders, and I think it's going to be tough to beat them. Um, I, I think they're just the main contenders, and I think until somebody – proves that they could beat this team um then i i'm taking the niners i and i honest and I, and i know you said the eagles beat them last year i feel like if they play it again i feel like the niners will have their number and as far as the afc it's the kansas city chiefs man nobody's beating chiefs until i see it myself not the bills not the Bengals, not the chargers not the jets Super Bowl matchup, and I got the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl once again. All right, all right. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. I kind of got like a blend of UNCs right now. I got the Niners making it to the Super Bowl. I just think that they're just ridiculously loaded. I think Brock Purdy takes that next jump like I just told you all earlier. And I'm going with C. I got the Bengals. I think the Bengals come out the AFC. Wow. And just to put it out there, I know I was wrong, but I was like Mr. Box Office. I picked Buffalo last year to get to the Super Bowl. I had them playing the Rams. The Rams, oh, my God, when Cooper Cup went down, <laughs> it was all bad. But <laughs> but I had the Rams and Bills. So I know you be capping. Okay. So all right, all right, all right. Thanks for refreshing my memory. I apologize. You did <laughs> – you did not pick the Saints. Okay, I didn't even pick the right. Saints. To, no, I might have picked them to go to the playoffs. I mean, I but you did pick you. Josh Allen to win MVP. I do remember that. Yes. So, yeah, I'm going with the Bengals versus the Niners. But unlike back in the day when Montana and those boys beat them, I got the Bengals winning their first Super Bowl. In a, is this their first Super Bowl ever? Yeah. Yeah, I believe it's their first yeah. Super Bowl Yeah, the ever. Bengals ain't never won no Super Bowl. They've got them. They never won. Bengals win the Super Bowl this year. I just think that if Burrow and them boys is healthy, man, they 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 different. They different. They're not scared of Kansas City. They beat them a not couple of years ago, all. and they they had them on the ropes this past year. I felt like, but they just couldn't close the deal. I think this time around they get it done. 
All right. All right. Well, there you go. That's our complete predictions this year. I put we're gonna be putting it out. Everybody's predictions. Um and um so wait a minute. I wanted to ask you, is this your guys' official Super Bowl predictions or no? I'm leading towards it. I'm not gonna say I won't right, change okay, it, but no. that's what I'm leading you know, towards. Yvonne, is this your I'm official? I'm leaning toward it. I'm leading leaning towards it, but uh, we got until September seventh to make our official. Okay. All right. With that being said, man, let's go to our next topic. So we're just gonna get this out the way really quick. This past weekend there was a huge UFC event. Uh Sean O'Malley versus Algermain Sterling. O'Malley ends up winning the fight, becomes a new UFC champion. A lot of people saying is this is the next guy, the next UFC star. Um, so and you and I'm going to ask Yvonne first, and you guys could chime in on it. Yvonne, so it, it, do we see the next UFC star right now with Sugar Sean? Yes. Uh, he's only, I believe, 28, I want to say. Uh, and, and that is actually very young for a UFC fighter in his prime. Uh, I mean, John Jones is like 36. I mean, that, that just tells you uh, how much longer Sean O'Malley can go. Uh, he's also, uh, there's also what helps him is the bantamweight division that he's in. I don't think is that deep at all. Um, so I think, and he's already the champ and he's already beaten Sterling and Peter Jan, who are both top five in there. Um, so I do think we do have a star. The UFC loves O'Malley. They've been hoping he'd win the title, uh, to, to really cap it off. And now they've got a star and they're going to protect them just like they do with, John Jones, just like they do with Conor McGregor, uh, they they really try to protect their stars. It makes the uh, it makes the sport better, and I and I see that with Sean O'Malley. Also, what may, what really makes you a star is big knockouts and big fights. This was his biggest fight to date to this day, and he knocked out Sterling. It wasn't just a tough victory in the uh, uh, in decision. Uh, great counter punch. Great timing. Couldn't have uh, done it better. I had Sterling win the fight because I thought Sterling would take him down. And I know that was Sterling's game plan, but he never had success in the six minutes they fought doing that. Uh, and so him remaining standing, we knew Sean O'Malley without box him if that was the case. So UFC's found their next star, and uh, and I think it's just going to keep going for, for here uh, from now on. All right, let me jump in, man. Um, I'm actually like I said, I'm not the biggest UFC dude, but um, I I can I keep up with it via highlights. So just by seeing highlights, um, looks like Conor McGregor to me, man. Looks like Conor, Conor McGregor to me. Like you said, uh, he's perfect UFC star. They um they promote guys like this. This is who they promote. Um, Conor McGregor has the blueprint. Um, he's even talking crazy, talking to Tank, uh, saying he want to fight Tank. Um, I think he needs to calm down. <laughs> calm down. Stay with it, man. Stay over there in UFC. Don't get it. Don't throw yourself in that water, man. You were not fighting Tank Davis. <laughs> you were fighting another <laughs> UFC fighter. You getting that on um, that square circle with a uh, Tank, man? You gonna get? You gonna find yourself sleep? Okay, so I um I think he's gonna, I think he'll be all right. I think he'll be all right. Very entertaining, but um 
a lot of them, like McGregor, I don't think McGregor was like the best fighter. I think that he had a great run. He was very marketable. So they put their money behind him. But when he started fighting people that um could actually fight, he started getting beat up. So um I hope that didn't happen to um Sugar uh Shane O'Malley or whatever, but um I'm not I'm not too impressed. I just want him to stay in the octagon and not try to get in that square circle and fight tank. And I'll have to go night night real quick. Oh, 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 a boxing guy, UFC guy. Look at you. Look at Yvonne and you. <laughs> Yvonne, do you think he could beat Tank in a boxing fight? No chance. Um, yeah, uh, uh, no chance. Uh, I think McGregor stood a better chance against Floyd, to be honest, uh, because I, I think uh, McGregor is better standing up than Sean is. But um, – I get why he wants it, though. I mean, he's going to make more money than he has in all his UFC career all combined. Right. Uh, and it might happen in the future, maybe in two years of Sean O'Malley still on top. But uh, but I agree. You just won the title. Defend it three, four times. If you're still undefeated at that point, and he's got one loss, but that's because he, uh, he blew his knee out. But uh, – if you stay undefeated, in my opinion, it's still in a, a year or two, then we can maybe have another discussion. But too early for any tank talks. And uh, if it does happen, he would definitely lose. But he knows that. I think in the back of his mind, he's just chasing the money. Um. Yeah, O'Malley, he's going to be – I see star potential in this guy. Um uh, the UFC has been wanting to push him for a while. I think the UFC do need more stars uh, because, you know, John Jones, he's reaching the end. Same thing as McGregor. Um, so it's a good push right now. And and I like and I like I like O'Malley. I see star power. Like if I see him fighting, I'm going to want to want to know what's going on where I hear any news about him. I'm going to want to know what's going on. I think he has that type of star power for the UFC and um yeah so I I think a lot of people's gonna be hearing his name a lot and a lot of people's gonna get used to this name. Okay. All right, let's go to our last two topics for tonight and uh we're gonna go we do have one basketball topic and it involves Steph Curry. Steph Curry recently went on Gilbert Arenas' podcast show, and Gilbert Arenas asked him, hey, are you the best point guard ever? And he says, yes. It's me and Magic Johnson. That's the conversation. So is Steph Curry the best point guard ever? I'll start it off. No. <laughs> I gonna say it, man. Um, but my 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 view of point guard is different than what it um what a lot of people's is. Um, I don't view Steph as a real point guard. I think he's a two point playing the one because um point guards are really pass first. If you ask me, oh, so he's like not a scoring a point guard, guard to you, huh? He's like a scoring point guard to you. Yeah, like I I mean, like I said, I, I view him more as a two. The way their offense works, he can play the point and with his size and all that. But, I mean, as far as if he needed to be the main facilitator on a team as the point guard, the floor general, I don't think that he'd be as good um, as, like, a Chris Paul in that. I think Chris Paul is a better point guard, true point guard than him. 
and um definitely magic. I mean, you know, um a lot of y'all were too young to actually watch magic and see him in his heyday. I um I actually I actually caught I guess the tail end of the late eighties, early nineties magic. Um magic was amazing, man. He was amazing. Six nine point guard can do anything with the ball. The court vision was off the charts. A point guard is supposed to be the main facilitator on your team. I think Draymond is a better facilitator on their team than um than Steph. Um, he's definitely the best scoring point guard that we've ever seen, and you know maybe the 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 best scorer that we've ever seen. Definitely the best shooter we've ever seen. But um, point best point guard ever? No, he can't get that man. I got mm. I got a couple point guards ahead of him. Like I said, with my estimation of point guard, Chris Paul. Chris Powell's a better point guard than him, and he's on his team now. So, I mean, he's not going to start, but he's still a better point guard to him. I mean, than him to me. I take John Stockton as a better point guard than him. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of better facilitators of the Rock than Steph, in my opinion. So, nah, man. He, uh, Steph, he, but he said what he had to say. I want you to go back and look at that clip and look at Gilbert Arenas' face when he said, yeah. Like, he tried to keep his composure because he knew that that was a wild statement, but he had to ask him a question. He had to respond like that. If anybody asks me about the best uh, DJ ever, I'm going to say, yeah. That's all it is going to be to it. And, um, you know, and I am. But I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm a, I'm just saying there's nothing else I could say. I don't have another, I don't have a choice. You know what I mean? So that's how I feel about it. He had to have that response. All right. Mr. Box Office. Okay, I'll go next. Um I, I do I see what the C's saying that he's more of a two guard the way he plays, but I'm gonna but he is listed as point guard. So I'm just gonna leave it at that in terms of like I'll I'll include him in my rankings. And uh, no, he's not the best. He is second, though. I think the best point guard ever is Magic. I agree. I didn't watch much of Magic. I at least caught the tail end of Jordan, and, and I at least remember Jordan with the Wizards. But I didn't obviously watch any of Magic. Magic retired before I even was born. But obviously going back, uh, studying the game, looking at highlights, watching certain games, he went to nine finals, went five and four, uh, did he have a top five player alongside with him? Yes, he did. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. But while they played together, Magic was the better player. Um, also, I also Magic completely taking over those finals when Kareem went down was incredible. Uh, he could play any position uh, at that point. Uh, I just think he was uh, – Steph is the better – shooter and a better score but other than that i'd have to give the rest of it to magic and a lot has to do with magic being six nine and it is what it is uh i just think that magic did a little more i think magic was clearly the best player on all his teams i don't think steph was the best player when kevin durant was around i really don't now one one thing you can now one thing you can uh Give an argument to, for step four is Magic had better players around them overall. Uh, when, when you look at James Worthy, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and throughout his whole career, 
he only had uh, Durant for three years. Uh, he and the rest have been with Draymond Green, who I don't think is a Hall of Famer unless he's in Golden State. Uh, Clay Thompson, one of the best shooters ever, but he's not Kareem. Um, so I, I'll, I'll give Steph a pass there. But overall, I just think Magic did more. Uh, his resume is deeper. Besides scoring and shooting, Magic's the better player. And Magic, to me, is still a top five player all time. Uh, I don't – or actually, I have him six. I have him six all time. I don't have Steph top ten yet. So the, wow. good, news, the, the, the good news for Steph, he still has plenty of time to change that. Who knows? He could win another MVP. He could win another championship. Uh, we'll see. He's got. I think he's got plenty of time left. But I, Magic to me is the best point guard of all time. I'd love to hear your top ten, Yvonne. Not now, but I mean, I'd love to hear it, bro. You don't have Steph in it. I don't. I would like to hear it right now. Me. <laughs> okay, I, I'll go. I'll go my top ten all time right now. If I remember, I've had that similar top ten for a long time. And, and I know y'all are going to argue about LeBron and this and everything. Let's not get into that. Here's my top ten all time. Number one, Jordan. Number two, Kareem. I think Kareem's got one of the best resumes ever. Number three, Kobe. Closest thing we ever saw to Jordan. Won five rings, won uh, two without Shaq. Shaq only won one without him. Number four, Duncan. Underrated. It had he beat LeBron in those finals where Ray Allen hit the three, I mean, we could have a completely different uh, talk here. He'd be six for six. Number five, LeBron. Uh, I, I might be too tough on LeBron compared to everybody else, but everybody in front of him won more rings. Number six it would be Magic. Number seven, I would have Shaq. Number eight... See, this is where I I forget the rest of my list. Number eight, I believe I would have Bill Russell. Uh, sure, there was only eight NBA teams when he won 11 rings, but, I mean, that's just a crazy accomplishment. Number nine, I believe I had Larry Bird. And number 10, I believe I had Hakeem. Um, Steph Curry is in that 11 to 15 range. I also actually have Kevin Durant in that 10 to 15 range, uh, or sorry, 11 to 15 range, but that's my top 10. You could make the case that maybe Larry Bird or Hakeem are out for Steph Curry. I'm okay with that, uh, but that's my top 10. But that's my top 10. Or or actually, sorry, number nine, I had Wilt. Number 10, I had uh, Larry Bird, and number 11, Hakeem. That's how I had it. I forgot Wilt was in there. Okay. I want Kill to go first. I want to hear this. Um, Magic Johnson is the best point guard ever. Uh, it's not Steph Curry. Um, Magic Johnson, he, you know, he won five titles, nine years, like Yvonne said, um, three times MVP, 10-time All-NBA team. He did basically the same thing Steph Curry did, but he did more. The dude went from center no he went from point guard to center and he ended up dropping 42 15 and 7 the resume speaks for itself um the the resume speaks for itself all the individual accolades if you want you could take 
half of Magic Johnson's resume and compare it to Steph Curry, and it, it won't even be comparable. Um, my personal opinion, like for me, I would I'm gonna say, obviously it's Magic Johnson, of course, but for me, I'm gonna say Steph Curry because he's what I saw, he's what I witnessed. Um, because I was, uh, you know, I wasn't able to watch Magic Johnson during that time. So I can't say that. I can't say, yo, I saw the great things Magic did. And that's the same thing. That's the same thing with um, when it comes to the greatest NBA players of all time. My, my greatest of NBA player of all time, I'm going with Kobe because that's what I saw. That's what I witnessed. I saw Jordan during the later years of his career, but that's just me. It wasn't Jordan in, in Washington. Yeah. No, 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 no. What he? No, no, not the Jordan in Washington. The Jordan when he ended up going against the Magic, the Pacers, uh, the Jazz. That that Jordan. Oh, yeah, he won three rings after the Magic. Yeah, but I like I said, I'm going with Kobe. That's what I was saw. That was I was able to witness, follow his career from coming out of high school to you know, towards the end of his basketball career. And that's how I feel about Steph Curry. I've seen him do great, magical things. If you look at, at the new era, the new era that people watch basketball, like kids these days, teenagers these days, they're going to say Steph Curry is the greatest point guard of all time. Like, like, And that's it goes the same thing for music. People's not going to say um, Tupac and Biggie are the greatest rappers of all time. They're probably going to go with completely something else that we're listening to now. They're probably going to say Drake or J. Cole or Kendrick Lamar. And that's you'd be surprised. <laughs> you'd be surprised. Let me let me say this real quick. Um, I think that we're just trained to say certain things, like that that certain things are just undisputable in our minds. So um, like the, you just mentioned Tupac and Biggie. Whenever anybody talk about the um top five rappers. Everybody's pretty much gonna have Tupac and Biggie in their top five. Even these kids, like I teach them all the time, and I have this discussion with them. But these kids never did hear, really listen, have an opportunity to listen to Tupac and Biggie to put them in their top five of all time. Same thing with Jordan. Like um, nobody's gonna have a goat discussion without putting Jordan in there. I don't care how old you are. You know, I got a ten-year-old son in there who's never even probably seen. Besides on um, watching the last dance with me, he's never seen any Michael Jordan highlights. But he, if I ask him who the GOAT is, he's going to either say LeBron James or Michael Jordan. It's not, it's not going to be anybody else. It's not going to be anybody else. So certain responses we're trained to have um, in the pub in the public. So the, I believe that point guard discussion is another one. Um, if, you're, if you're a basketball fan, anybody ask you who's the best point guard of all time, uh, I think what our trained response is Magic Johnson. I don't think that uh, that's something that anybody can uh, just debate. You can't take him out of the discussion, no matter who can, who comes up after him, even Steph. Okay, well, I, well, I, 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 I'm going to answer this question in two different ways because I think that the question is is, is kind of flawed in my opinion. I'm going to be honest with y'all because a lot of times we look at stuff like resume. Your resume, what does it say? Of course, I'm, I can't be mad if you say stuff, but I'm going to go magic off of the resume and just the pure point guard of the game. Of course, we understand it. 6'9", that's ridiculous. Y'all said all the stats you need to say. But I'm going to switch it up. I don't want to touch on that too much because that's what y'all touched on. But if you're asking me, I'm not talking about 
resume. I'm not talking about none of that. I'm talking about the players that I watched. And I've seen Magic. I was a young kid. I saw Michael young. And I understand all that, but I think Mike's the GOAT regardless. But if you ask me to say, X, who's your top five players that you're going to start? Uh, like, I just watched them play, and I would pick them to be my starting five all time. Magic wouldn't make that list. I'm not saying Curry would, but if I said six, Curry would be my sixth person off the bench for sure. And Magic wouldn't be. So I'll tell y'all my list on that. I'm going to just say, if I you say X, who's your starting five all time? I got LeBron at the one. I got Kobe and Mike at the two and three. I got Durant at the four. And I got Shaq at the five. That's my that's my five. And I'm not going off of that. I don't care what y'all tell me. You can't talk me into somebody else. And the first person off the bench is Steph Curry because he's lethal. <laughs> he's pulling up from 50 feet if he needs to. <laughs> and that's who I would roll with. I'm not sitting there saying he has a better resume than my Magic. I'm not saying he's a better point guard than Magic. But if you're talking about just a basketball player, who would I rather have? I would take Steph Curry because maybe he's not the best point guard, but just basketball scoring and shooting, you need that. And I need that for my team. So I would take Steph Curry, not taking that. I ride with you on that. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I, I could see that. I'm with that. And, and look, I mean, I loved, I loved with Devonta. I love Duncan. I think Duncan is phenomenal, but I'm not, if I'm putting my five together, if I got Shaq, I don't need nobody else in the, in the paint. Let me spread that court around. I want KD on that <laughs> on the corner or something sniping you with, with Mike and Kobe. But my team defensively with Kobe, Mike, and LeBron in their prime. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. I like my I like your five. I like your five, man, but I'm not as big on KD as you are. It's crazy. I might put Larry Bird right there, bro. Nah, I'm not mad at that, hey, but I would take. I would. I would well, take, go ahead, Yvonne. I'm like you. Definitely match it. Well, my my starting five is actually very similar. I would go LeBron at the one. I would go Kobe and MJ two and three. I would put Duncan four and Shaq five. And here's why I would rather have Duncan. I know you said it might clog up the paint, and I get that on offense. I want Duncan on defense though. Uh, see, that's my thing. I, I, I'm on defense. I think I, I would do work with Duncan on defense. So that would be my starting five. Prime Shaq, you still don't need Duncan on defense, right? <laughs> oh. and, and my thing is this: when you have Dun and I'm just throwing things out there. If you have Duncan and I got KD, I understand that KD can't hold Duncan, but Duncan can't go out there and hold KD either. That you you're pulling him out the paint, or you have to go guard Larry Bird out the paint. I mean that that's rough on him. But KD, I'm not saying that he's the best defensive player. But when you have help with Shaq and Kobe and Mike and LeBron, and really I can throw LeBron on defense at the four. <laughs> mm, LeBron at the four. Funny. Oh my god! <laughs> All right, on yeah. offense, he's the one. On defense, he's the four. All right, let's go to our last topic for tonight, and that's college football. College football season kicks off on the 26th. There will be two games on the dock. Um, 
Uh, USC will be in action. There's seven games. Oh, there's seven. Oh, I'm I'm looking at like the top top twenty five teams that's in action. Uh, okay, go ahead. Uh, obviously USC. They're playing. Um, they're playing San Jose State, man. Oh, and relax, man. We know what's gonna happen, man. San Jose State's gonna get blown out in this game by at least thirty. <laughs> As a matter of fact. They're a 32-point favorite right now. I'm looking at it right now. Um, Notre Dame ranked number 13. They will be in action um, against Navy. They're favored by 21. That game will be airing on NBC. Um, the game is going to be way closer than that. Okay. So so can we all agree that you guys both have Notre Dame over Navy and USC over San Jose yeah. State? Yep. Yes, yeah. and, and Keel, start taking a uh, note of these predictions yeah, uh, just br- so we, I, can, I can prove that I know college football. We back. We back. We back. Last year, winner was Duke. Um, obviously, I'm, a, I'm keeping track of this. Uh-uh. Nope. Uh, no. No. You, actually, no. I'm keeping track of it. <laughs> oh, you? Stop. You, I'm going to keep track. Go ahead. Okay, I think everybody's got Notre Dame and USC this weekend. Yeah, I got Notre Dame USC. Um, we'll come we'll come back um next week as more games kick off um on the 31st on Thursday, then obviously September 2nd. So yeah, excited for college football, man. And we'll talk more about the matchups um coming up next week and because they got some good solid matchups, especially Florida State and LSU blowout. Blow yeah, Smack them saying. ACC boys around. Watch his work, man. Don't be on audio when they lose X. Um, all right. So wow. with that being said, so now you jumping ship. You ain't LSU now. You. <laughs> hey man, hold on. We're gonna go to our last topic. Last topic: college football. We're done with the conference predictions, our Heisman picks, Final Four, and all that. So the huge topic is Caleb Williams. He won the Heisman last year. Um, the Georgia Bulldogs back-to-back champions. So with that being said, what's more likely to happen this season? Caleb Williams repeating as a Heisman winner or the Georgia Bulldogs hitting them with the three-peat? If y'all don't mind, let me go first. If y'all don't mind. Boy, it's clearly Caleb Williams going back to back. I got wow. USC. I got USC got getting LSU, to the playoffs. That's why? I got I got USC getting to the playoffs. I don't think he's gonna win the Heisman, but he's gonna be a Heisman finalist. I think that's a shoe in. I know everybody's high on George. I know you gentlemen are. I'm not. I said they're not gonna make the playoffs. So obviously, for that reason alone, I don't think they're gonna repeat. Um, the SEC is a gauntlet. Um, to say George is gonna do it for a third straight time is ridiculous in my mind. And I look at Caleb Williams in the Pac-12. That's not no far-fetched for him to win the Heisman again. He can definitely do it in Lincoln Riley's offense. And like I said, they're playing the Pac-12, and he's going to be – There's, I don't think there's nobody in America that knows college football that's going to say Caleb Williams is not going to be a Heisman finalist at bare minimum. So if he's a Heisman finalist, as long as he doesn't get hurt, he's going to be in the running. And to me, that's a better shot than Georgia because I just don't see Georgia repeating this year with the teams like LSU, Tennessee, even though I don't have Bama getting there, Bama, you got 
um, USC, you got Clemson, you got Michigan, you got Ohio State. I just don't see it from Georgia. They're not going to repeat. New quarterback. I have Georgia going down this year. I'm going to go next, and, I, and I, I'm going to just say I agree with everything I said. Even though I'm still big on Georgia, odds are uh, odds are in the SEC and then following up with the college football playoff, if they make, the, make it there too, the odds are just too tough uh, to, repeat, to, to go three-peat. Uh, I don't think it's happening. Uh, Caleb Williams, we know what Lincoln Riley does with quarterbacks. Uh, the, the, it, he just balls out, especially in the regular season with them. Uh, his quarterbacks always do their thing. He will be a Heisman finalist uh, at the end of the day. So I, I agree with that. All right. All right, man. So um, we're going on Mr. Williams. <laughs> All right. Go on Mr. Williams over there at USC, man, because Georgia um, – they're not they're not they're not going three times. They're not they're not going three in a row, man. Quarterback is gonna be a big concern for them this year. That's gonna keep them that's gonna be the cause of them losing a couple games this year. I um I think they'll lose probably two. That's including the playoffs. Um but yeah, um losing Stetson Bennett is gonna be a big thing for them. So they're not going they're not gonna be able to um bring it home again. The, but um, Mr. Williams out there at USC, he's definitely going to be a Heisman finalist. I'm not sure if he's going to win it. I um, Personally, I'm rooting for Jaden Daniels down here at LSU. Let's go, baby. But, uh, Big ass. You know, I know Caleb is going – he's going to be at the ceremonies. I'll tell you that. He's going to be at the ceremonies and definitely going to be the first pick in the draft. And I was about to say that. You're right. He's the overwhelming favorite to be the number one pick in the draft right now. Not saying he will, but he'll for sure be a top three pick. Barring injury. Barring any injuries, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm going with Caleb Williams also. This is an easy pick, no brainer. I think it's gonna be a tough for Georgia to repeat. Now you they they thought they had the target on their back last year. Now they really got the target on their back. And then they got cars new quarterback. Obviously, he's familiar with the system, Carson Beck. Georgia did lose a lot, but they did reload with on both sides of the ball. I think, you know, they got high expectations this season. A lot of people expect them to go to the promised land as far as the playoffs and the national title game. Um, I just I, I just think it's gonna tough to beat, you know, I I I think it's gonna t- be tough to beat teams like Alabama and my second favorite team, the LSU Tigers down the Louisiana, by the way. Uh, yeah, it's going to be tough, man. I'm going with Kayla Williams. He's going to put up those gaudy numbers. Schedules favors him. You know, he got some Heisman moment games against teams like the Notre Dames, Utah's in there, Oregon's in there. Very favorable for him. And I think His he will be crazy. Yeah, and I think it'll be favorable for him. And um, I think by the end of this year, if Caleb Williams wins back to back, we're move out the way, Joe Burrow. Here oh. I come. Oh God, Caleb! He's going to hate it in Tampa Bay. <laughs> what? He's we, going we, to hate it in Tampa Bay. Oh God! You really think Tampa Bay's got the worst record? Wow! Terrible. Wow. The boys gonna suck. 
Uh, I do want to say this. I do want to say this. Caleb Williams is from D.C. What if he came home to the Washington Deadskins? You'll hate it there as well. <laughs> that that could actually happen. I think that can definitely be a possibility. I'm trying to think who I think is going to be the number one pick in the draft. The Rams. Oh, he might have a little more fun in Las Vegas. The the Cardinals in that division are going to be worse than the Rams. Oh, but what you do with Kyler though? Uh, I mean, depends if you have the first pick. But uh, I think if they have the first pick, they're going to get rid of Kyler. I think they'll keep Kyler and draft Marvin Harrison. Marvin Harrison. I can see that they're top five, but I don't know about number one. Really quick, before we end tonight's show and go to our shout-outs, uh, it was reported yesterday Jonathan tra- uh, Taylor has been allowed to seek for a trade. Where is he going? Is he staying? Is he going somewhere else? What's go ahead, happen Mr. Box Taylor? Office, you co-fan, you. <laughs> okay. First Sorry off, for I, your loss, man. First off, I want to say that the Colts are absolutely idiots. <laughs> okay. The Colts have lost their damn mind. Okay, look, I said on the show, I don't care about. I don't want to. I'm not for overpaying running backs because the last elite one was Marshawn Lynch to win it a decade ago. Okay, however, if you're not paying your quarterback, which the Colts don't have to do for another three, four years, and you have a prime running back, you pay him. That's that's my only exception. The Colts should pay Jonathan Taylor to help Anthony Richardson out. So, what I think is going to happen in the end, I still think that the, the that Jonathan Taylor will suit up for the Colts, and the reason is, is because the Colts know what they're doing. They're going to allow teams like the Dolphins, the Bills, teams that need a running back, maybe the Vikings, to reach out. And the Colts are going to ask for the world. They're going to ask for a first-round pick. And and every team is going to say no for a running back. Or what the Colts might do is what the Niners gave up for McCaffrey, which was four draft picks last year. No one's given up four draft picks, and no one's given up a first-rounder for Jonathan Taylor. The Colts are doing this, I think, in my opinion, only for Jonathan Taylor to realize he has no choice but to play. Uh, and I hope that does happen, to be honest, because I want him to stick around. But I also like the Lamar Jackson thing, basically. But the Colts should pay Jonathan Taylor because they're not paying their quarterback. Do it. Why not? Uh, it, it, you need to help Anthony Richardson out. The Colts, the Colts might get the first uh, overall pick if we don't have Jonathan Taylor this year. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, that's my opinion on it. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think they're they're just gonna ask for the craziest uh, price in return. Yeah, I, I think a first round pick is out of the question. At the most, they'll get is a second round pick for him. Um, and I think they're gonna um, just like you said, man. I really think they're gonna set their price. Out of this world, and Jonathan Taylor's going to end up having to suit back up for the right. Colts. I can't see anybody just giving giving up the world for um Taylor. To be honest, I mean, he's only had one outstanding season. You know what I mean? Let's just be real about it. It's not like he's a perennial stud of a bat. He's had one outstanding season. You don't you still don't know if that was an anomaly 
or if that's really him. So if I'm starved for a running back, I'll give you a second rounder for him, but I'm not giving you a first rounder for him. It's, and then eventually having to pay him again anyway. So, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Um, I think the Colts will end up um, getting him back, probably give him a little pacifier deal, and um, he'll be out of there in a couple of years. Wow, okay. I'm going to go a different direction than y'all. I think he does get traded, and I'm going to tell the team I think should jump in right now. ASAP, Jonathan Taylor's 24 years old. 24, I think he just turned 24, too. I might be wrong, but I think he just he turned 24. He's, he's 24. And by the way, that team, it should be the Bills. Okay, so Yvonne thinks the Bills, which I have no problem with the Bills going after him. Me and Keo talked, I talked about the Cowboys, because I think that as much as Tony Pollard is really good, Jonathan Taylor's younger than him, and can Tony Pollard withstand that, that every down back type of role in D Dallas. I think that'd be in a one-two punch would be nasty. But we just talked about this team, and this team has to get over the hump. It's time. They didn't want to pay Austin Eckler. I think the Chargers should trade for Jonathan Taylor. I really do. I think that Austin Eckler, for everybody out there, everybody says Austin Eckler, which he's a good back, but he has never rushed for over a 1,000 yards. He catches a lot of passes, and and together, yeah, he gets the, the yards based on receiving and rushing. But if you get Jonathan Taylor on every down back there, and even for maybe one year you have him and Austin Eckler, and then you let Austin Eckler leave, I know Austin Eckler probably mad. He probably won't even want to stay there if they go after Jonathan Taylor. But Austin Eckler has to understand that this could be his chance to win a Super Bowl if they get Jonathan Taylor, I think that would be a great look for the Chargers. And the Chargers have the cap space to do it, I think. I would go do it if I was the Chargers. To me, that's an upgrade for them as far as their running game is concerned. This whole thing uh, is uh, Austin Eckler's fault anyway. So, um, <laughs> I think I think that would be good for him. He, he the one who started this. Um, you don't have to pay a, a high-priced uh, running back thing, man. He um, showed that they didn't need to pay Melvin Gordon. And he was just as good. Yeah. And they paying him low budget, no budget. Now it, nobody wants to pay running backs because of Austin Eckler. So um, I think yeah. that would be funny if that happens. Yeah, if Eckler's going to do one thing, he better ask his former teammate Melvin Gordon what happened because Gordon thought he was <laughs> deserving the money. Now, I don't know where the hell Melvin Gordon is at now. But as, far as, <laughs> but as far as a team – no, he's a Probably. free agent. Okay. No, I think I thought Baltimore picked him up too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, did they? I was, oh, I, sorry, but... sorry. You said Melvin Gordon. I'm tripping. I thought you said Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking Chargers. Yeah. Uh, Melvin Ingram is a free agent. Gordon is with the Ravens. Oh, um. Okay. So as far as the team that I think he could get traded to, I think it's makes the most sense for me is the Rams. They got $50 million of cap space in 2024. <laughs> no, it makes a sense. The Rams. No, it does. Yeah, it, it got, they got $50 million of cap space in 2024. The problem is you could get somebody to trade with him. The, but the main issue with the teams is to be able to keep them next season and moving forward. Yep. That, that's, that's the problem because the cap space is very tight. 
Um, and then the Rams, they also have the draft capital. You know, you add, you know, I don't know how long Stafford got left. You had Stafford there with Cooper Cup, Jonathan Taylor. They got their own little three-headed monster there, man. And I think that would make sense. And right now, you got the bust of Cam Akers. Yep, I'm calling him a bust. And they got Ty- Kyron Williams over there also. So they need a running back like Jonathan Taylor. And I think Taylor would be perfect, and L.A. would love him. So I think that's a landing spot. I like it. I do like that. I think that's a great landing spot for him. Um, Sean McVay, you know, he's innovative on offense. I think that would be a good pickup for him. But I don't know yeah. if he's going to go that route because Todd Gurley, you know, <laughs> had a couple of years. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Wait, so 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 the X and Q, y'all said what y'all would do if y'all were certain teams, but what do y'all think happens to Jonathan Taylor in the Oh, end? he's getting traded. Uh, I think he's getting yeah, traded. Where? I, think, sure. I, Where? I think he gets traded. They they said the number one team that's the favorite right now is the, the Chicago the, the, Bears or the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. I, I don't think, think I, I don't think Buffalo though. Buffalo got to got to push the issue. If Buffalo gets them, ooh, they they looking they looking legit down there. Buffalo should <laughs> they should be the ones working the hardest to get him. I agree. I, I think I honestly think it's gonna be one of the Super Bowl favorites, like a Buffalo charge. I say a favorites, but a team that's gonna be actually in contention. The Chargers, the 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 Bills, and I I throw a curveball in there, man. Don't be surprised if the Chiefs jump in that thing. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, Ballard Ballard is one of the the top GMs for a reason. So if he could get something back out of it, (laughs) I'm going for it. If I'm Ballard, Um, I just look at what you have to. What are you giving up to get him? Yeah, um, I don't think anybody's willing to give them on a one for it. If I'm Buffalo, I would I would consider it. If I'm Buffalo, I would consider it. Okay. It'll be a late one if you Buffalo. Oh, it'll be a and late. then seems like Mr. Stefan Diggs is unhappy. Hmm. That's that, that's 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 false. He said it on Twitter. Oh, it's false. Okay. I was like, hey yeah. man, that there he goes tweeted, the close number he, one option right there. <laughs> no, he tweeted saying that that is all BS. Man, ain't nobody trains the damage control. It, I see. <laughs> Oh God! Right. No way, man. That wouldn't even be. I wouldn't do that in fantasy. I wouldn't trade trade digs for Taylor. Mm. All right, guys. Let's uh, wrap things up. Uh, time to wrap up the show and let's go to our shoutouts. I'll, I'll go first. Shout out to you, gentlemen. Appreciate y'all boys for being on video. I'm sorry I couldn't be on video. I will be back on video to lick y'all in your eyes so y'all know yeah. that it's real next week. But um, oh, I can't wait. The Cowboys, all three of y'all picked them. Oh, oh I'm gonna remind y'all Woo! about that thing at the end of the year. But, um, shout out to all <laughs> you gentlemen, like I said, y'all go, everybody go follow the brand, man. 10,000 followers on Twitter, almost 2,000 on YouTube. Let's keep that number going, man. Triggs and Sports, yes, I'm out. All right, I'll pick it up next. Last minute shout out. So I always go to Hunter Morgan, Tori, Christian, Lee, and Edward. Daddy, love y'all. I'll see you in just a second. To my beautiful wife, Patricia. I love you too. I'll see you in just a second in the bed. And I also uh, want to send a uh, last minute shout out to my grandson, Pat Pat Baby Marcel Carter Bryant. Pat Pat, love you. I'll see you in just a second. And even if it's just on FaceTime. And uh, shout out 
Thank you to y'all fellas, man, for having me on here. NBA show. I hope I helped somebody, you know, look at something a little differently. <laughs> you know what I mean? I hope I helped y'all understand sports a little bit today. That was my goal. Okay. Well, thank you, fellas, for having me. Uh, highly recommend if you're a fan, sports fan in general and you like college football, go to Netflix and watch Swamp Kings. It's about the Urban Meyer Florida Gators run. Mm. Crazy. I just watched it today, four episodes, but it's really dope uh, and uh, brought a lot of memories back watching college football during that time. Uh, but, yeah, check that out. You won't regret it. They also had a Johnny Manziel one I recently watched. Yeah, I watched it, too. Okay. Oh, yeah. all right. I think the Florida Gators one is even better. So check that out. Can't wait to be back on next weekend. We got some college football this weekend. Football season's here, baby. Let's get it. All right, man. Shout out to Yvonne CX, man. This is the NBA show. Follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. With that being said, we out. See you next week. Okay. good man mbs central mbs uncensored it's here it's over summer madness 13 it's official man i got true x of sports junkie with me what's good what it do what it do man so hey, man. that that was crazy <laughs> so so what was your thoughts on summer madness man did you, did you oh. like I'm going to come out the gate and just say it, bro. I got to give my dog his flowers, man, Tay-Rock. And when I say I give him his flowers, because Tay-Rock, I respect the fact that he always shows up in every battle, win, lose, or draw. And we're going to get to who we thought won that battle, which was a fire battle back and forth. But I, in my humble opinion, I feel like Tay-Rock and Av saved the event. And I don't. I think a lot of battles was underwhelming. I think a lot of people didn't show up, in my opinion. Um, I mean, it was cool. I mean, I'm not. But we're talking about summer madness. If this was a, um, a smaller event, you wouldn't have me talking crazy, maybe right now. But overall, I give the event a seven because I feel like, and that's with that's because Tay Rock and Av came through and did what they did. But outside of that battle, I can't sit here and say I thought that there was a fire back and forth. I thought they had a good back and forth. Now, with that being said, I was in a fantasy draft, so I missed the first couple of battles. I didn't see Rum Nitty versus Ace. I didn't see Sick and Diz. And I didn't see Shotgun, Sugar, and Fines. I saw all the other battles. Some had me scratching my head. But, you know, I, I give it a seven, man. I give it a five. Wow. <laughs> I was disappointed in Summer Madness. I was ex I was excited for it because um I was excited for it because that they added two more on the bat two more matches um on the card. So I, I got excited about that. 
But then as the event happened, I was kind of disappointed by it. Um, so yeah, I gave it a five, but like you said, some, some people didn't show up and that's kind of disappointing because it's summer madness at the end of the day. And, um, this is one of the biggest events of the year to showcase. Not everybody gets to be on this type of card. So yeah, I give it a five. And you, and you know, I'll say this. I know you, I know you watched the entire thing. Um, and I missed, I missed the first three because of the fantasy draft. But you could tell, like, who wanted to be there, like, who took it serious. We're going to talk about the Jerry West battle in a minute, but Jerry West wanted to be on Summer Madness, and he showed it tonight, you know. So, shout out to him, you know, he took advantage of his situation. There was some battles on there where, like, you know, we always want the, the big names, the vets, but I mean, they were cool, they was it wasn't like the craziest, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna use names. It wasn't the craziest hollow you saw when they and look, twerk was good, but twerk, well, that wasn't the best twerk I ever seen. I mean, I thought I thought he was good, you know, but that wasn't the greatest twerk ever. Um, John John and T Top Lord, don't even get me started on that. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was cool, bro. Um, yeah, well, let's get you to these battles. So the first battle, obviously you missed it. They started things with Rum Nitty versus Ace Amin. And I've been uh, very critical about Ace Amin. I've, you know, I wasn't a huge fan of it before people even considered this battle. I wasn't a fan of it when the battle got booked. <coughs> So they, this battle started off. Um, Ace Amin, he um, he did surprise me though, cause he did a, he did get a lot of praises. Um, after the battle, um, he he was a huge underdog. Not many people gave him a chance at all, but he came into this battle and he he definitely you know, um, he definitely showed out. He had a crazy uh, sweet chin music bar at the end of his first. But it was Rum Nitty though. Rum Nitty out the gate. He he was he didn't let off, man. Um, um, he had the um, who he had um, Rum had the what the Rum had. He said, "You might end up with a K. You're youngin, you're youngin, you're a youngin ace. I don't care who I smoke." Uh, Rum took the first um, very clearly to me. The second Ace was solid, but Ace was kind of choppy. He stopped. He's kind of he didn't choke. He just stopped a lot throughout of and his entire second round. It was like he took too much breaks into his second. The second round was fire though, but I felt like you know you and you can't blame him for the preparation though. So. I, I definitely did like what I saw from Ace in the second, but Rum Nitty, man, it, it was just too much Rum Nitty. He was consistent every round, and he he was solid, man. He he had the you give me a shoulder, I'm gonna give your mama one to cry on because everybody knows Ace as 
shoulder bumping people. I mean, you had to put it together oh. like Mike Tyson tattoo a symbol in your face. Um, okay, okay. What else he had? He had he oh, Roman had a crazy Len Len bias bar. That shit was nasty. Um, um, I I had rum to to oh oh, and then he had the rum had the he said smoke from the nose. It looks like an emoji texting. Um, oh. Yeah, so rum was rum was fire though. Um, a lot of people were talking about rum's third. I mean, Ace's third round because he kind of was talking to Ace though. Talked about you know the the URL situation and ARP, NDAs, battlers leaving and all that. Everybody loved that third round. That third. Uh, was was well, I think it was Ace's best round, and I think it was one of the better better battles for the night. Like the crowd was very involved, and um, I like what both sides did, man. But at the end, it was Rum Nitty. At the end of the day, um, Rum Nitty he actually had he actually won a to- on the MBS polls. He had he they voted eighty percent. For Rumnity to win the battle, but on okay. the vote, sixty-five percent voted um, Rumnity to win the battle. Oh, so it was a close battle. Yeah, it was a good back and forth. You're gonna have to watch it because I, I think I think you'll definitely like what you see on there. Yeah, I, I like um, Ace. I think Ace Ace is fire. I mean, I, I think that besides so he his did, choppiness, he and his did, choking he did, every now and then, that's fire. Yeah, he definitely proved me wrong. I was impressed. You know, I didn't give him a chance at all. Um, and um, obviously, you know, he he did show out though. But you know, he still lost at the end of the day. Next battle, it was disaster and real sick. One of the most anticipating battles of the night. Um, this battle. Was one of the no, actually, it wasn't one, it was the worst battle on the card. Man, I'm am sorry, man. I don't even need to watch it. Yeah, this was bad. You heard a lot of booze, they didn't want to let disaster rap. Um, obviously, it's a real six first round was solid. He definitely came to play. Uh, this was just very mid um, in in the in his first round. Second round, <clears throat> I felt like the momentum was going to real sick, but real the crowd was against real sick also. So they ended up booing him too, and they weren't rocking with his material. So disaster came out in the second round. He did change the momentum a little bit because he came out dressed as real sick. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, so he was mocking him, imitating him, and the crowd was fucking with it, and he definitely won the second round. Third round, the crowd was, was starting to rock with Real Sick again, but then the third, this was just, it was just all over the place. The crowd was booing. His shit wasn't hitting, <laughs> and it was it was probably one of the worst, and I hate to say this because this is one of my favorite battle rappers, of 
all time, and I got a Mount Rushmore God tier status and all that, and it was one of the most, one of the worst rounds ever. Wow, it was that bad? Not just by disaster, but probably in battle rap history, man. Wow, I know how much you like this. You like they don't know, yeah, and I, I and it just and it. And it just hurts for me to say that, man, of a disaster. I just think that <coughs> the URL stage is not made for him. The URL crowd don't like his type of shit, like King of the Dot, GTX, and all that. They they love that type of shit. They don't appreciate his, yeah. his work. And he, he even tried to address easy, and that shit wasn't landing either. Um. um and then with what the controversial part that was said in there, um, disaster because they kept on booing him, and then he ended up using the N word. He was trying to tell a story about um, um, uh, of uh, somebody using a racial term towards him. So he ended up saying the N word, and they just straight up booed him. They didn't give him a chance. They didn't want him to rap. When he said that N-word, they was like, yo, we ain't fucking with you no more. Wow. So <laughs> and I think I think there's a lot, there's a lot of conversation to be made now about this because that's what is talked about of disaster using the N-word. I don't I don't I don't think per se he was trying to use the N-word to to offend anybody he was trying to tell a story and i think people are going with a certain narrative behind it of um and obviously people weren't rocking with that and we, they weren't feeling it and um that's what that's what with the case so you'll hear a lot go on with that when it comes to this saying the n-word so he wasn't to me he wasn't saying the n-word to as part of his verse or to anybody in the crowd I think he was saying the N as far as he was trying to tell a story what somebody said to him. And then, you know, then, you know, this was going back and forth with the crowd also telling him to shut up, fuck you, all that. And wow. then the crowd, obviously the crowd wasn't feeling that either. And it just went left after that. So that battle was a disaster, just like the name. Wow. Um, so it was kind of like, it was kind of like, um, um, Jack Boy, whatever Jack Boy was having his issues with John. John yeah, like, mm -hmm. exactly. Wow. The difference is disaster did go through his dirt all three rounds. Jack Boy okay. didn't. Yeah, that's a fact. That's um, a fact. And it was the Houston crowd, ironically. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> yeah. So real sick ends up winning on the MBS polls, eighty-seven percent to thirteen. On the caffeine, they were more rough on him. Um, they more were rough on that vote. They had ninety-two percent to eight. Wow. So you know that was a little bit underwhelming, very disappointing. I I wanted to see this do well. I wanted to see this and sick put on a classic. Obviously, that didn't happen. And I didn't love we, the battle when you when they announced it. I told you that. I was I was excited for that battle, man. I thought it would would have been dope. Um, I think if it was on GTX, it would have been more it, of a it'd been, yeah, it'd have been fire, more fire on the GTX for sure, for sure. I <laughs> Next battle we got Fonz 
versus shotgun sugar. See, um, I'm mad I missed that one. Before you break it down, man, I'm mad because I wanted to see that. I was, I was trying to get out of that draft. I'm trying to get out. I'm trying to get out. And I couldn't get out. I missed this one. I'm so mad about it. Was it good? Go ahead. I'm it sorry. was it was it was a solid. It was very solid. Um Suge started off the first round. Suge was didn't give that type of energy, that raw, raw type of shit. Wasn't that aggressive in the first. Uh Suge had the um I'm cl- I'm on Cleveland on the offensive end like Miles Garrett. He came from Ohio and got blitzed in Houston. C.J. Stroud, you know okay. I love I love me some sports bars though. Right, so, right. <laughs> so it was very light, and I said it was beatable. So when it was Fawn's turn, Fawn's opened up. He said I opened up on shotgun. I I opened up on shotgun side like a glove box. Um. He said, "Lame stop. If your name shotgun, if he said, lame stop. Your name shotgun, but your your whole career you stayed in the same pocket. I thought, mm. I thought, yeah, I thought that was a crazy haymaker. He got a lot of reactions. Uh, he had to put the chopper on shotgun. Um, he woke up and saw Dolph. Obviously, he's talking about you know, okay, Dolph, okay. You know, Dolph. I got you. Yeah, got you, uh, got you." Uh, oh, he had the. He said he going the same place as uh, as Usher's chain in the ICU. Um, that okay. that was nasty, also. So Fonz, I definitely gave him the first round. <laughs> Second round, Suge was the Suge that you know I'm. Exp- I, I expected to see. He had the headshot, uh, something he can feel like a reef of Franklin. Just because you look like Draymond Green doesn't make you a puncher. I thought that was one of the best bars of, of <laughs> like that. that I like round. that. Um, yeah, Suge's second round. It was yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it was definitely more cleaner, more accurate. It just landed more. It was just more aggressive um, for Suge's uh, second round. Um, um, third round. Um, Third round, Fonz. Fonz was cooking in third round. He was punching majority of that round. Suge was just a little inconsistent. Um, Suge had Suge dunk did a dunk on him. Sean came back. He was like, "Yo, would you dunk on me? I'll throw it off the glass like McGrady." <laughs> and he dunked back on him. So wow. I thought that was, so I thought that was a great moment in in that round. Um. I definitely had Fonz in this battle. Two, one. Uh, Voting's had uh, Fonz winning this battle 78% to 22 on the MBS polls. Um, Caffeine actually had Fonz winning, uh, had Fonz getting 80% of the caffeine votes. So now we go to the next battle. It's Jerry West and DNA. Ooh, upset alert, upset wow. alert. <laughs> I, me and Danny, when we did our predictions, I had Jerry winning. You know, I, Jerry was one of the most solid, loyal people, you know, that supports the NBS brand. So I was definitely rooting for it. I was like, yo, I'm worried about this battle because DNA, he, he, when he does against somebody that's good, 
that's coming up, he'd be knocking them down. So, and Jerry, he he's he's very confident every time I talk to him when he has a battle. So, um, when we get into this battle, man, um, first round, first round, uh, for um, no, first round, DNA, no, DNA, he had yeah, DNA he, went first, yep. Yeah, he he get you get the three shots in once since you got DNA backwards. Um, um, he said, "How how are you gonna battle somebody that steal identities? Because I prep for it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna track through West like Tijuana. Um, mm-hmm. um, Jerry West had the Made in China shoot in Houston. Yao Ming. Oh, um, that was nasty." <laughs> Yeah, I thought I thought that was cold. I thought that was cold. Um, um, Jerry West had the crowd in his hands, man. I thought I might. Ha- I'm I'm probably gonna give him performance of the night. Like he he had the Don DeMarco one that he was like, oh, was fire. oh, you get the rebuttal. Oh yeah, shit like that. <laughs> yeah, that was fine. I like I like that. I like that. Um, what what was your thoughts on this battle? I I was shocked. I mean, like you said, um, you know, DNA is definitely one of those guys that it's hard to beat. And we talked about it, me, you, and Danny off air. And I was like, man, DNA could beat anybody just because he could do literally everything, and he, and he he does it well. And his rebuttals and freestyles just really set him apart from everybody else. So he's always a tough matchup. But all we heard from Jerry was. This is what I want. I want tough matchups. I want when people, you know, basically doubt him in a sense. And I thought that was dope. And as much as we were rooting for uh, Jerry, I thought that it just, this was, it's hard to pick against DNA. We talked about Lux and how I don't really pick against Lux. I don't really pick against DNA often. And I can say, man, with a straight face. And I, what I really like is what DNA tweeted out after the battle. And he yeah. said Jerry West won that battle. And I respect that. He actually did. Like, no doubt about it. It didn't matter if, if you would have came on here and told me that DNA won that battle. If Danny would have told me, I'd have been like, nah, I don't care what the crowd says. I don't care what Keel says. I don't care what Danny says. Jerry West won that battle. For me, I had it as a 30. Um, one round was close. I think it might have been the first. But after that, I think for me, or first or second, I forgot which one it was. But Jerry got all three for me. Gentleman's thirty. Yeah, man, I didn't, I didn't see that coming. So I'm definitely happy for him, man. And you know, he's gonna be getting some. Uh, and I, I, t- I told him last all I said this battle is gonna <clears throat> determine where you go the rest of the year, uh, the, as far as, as far as booking goes. And he, and he knew that too. But um, um, as far as um, and the crowd was screaming three zero once yep. Jerry started his third round. Yep. But as far as the voting go, the MBS polls and caffeine is pretty much very close, kind of like the same. Um, um, MBS polls had Jerry West 88% to 12. Um, and then, um, caffeine had, caffeine had it, um, 84%, um, him winning the caffeine vote. So, uh, Jerry West definitely did his thing man um now we're going to the next battle um it's <clears throat> t-top and john john go ahead uh, 
<laughs> yeah, no, no. You know, this was a major letdown for me. Um, it, the crowd wasn't really rocking with the battle. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I didn't see the Diz versus Sig battle. Um, not to say that, you know, I just felt like it was a real gossip battle. That's what it just felt like. They were just gossiping the whole time up there. I know that they were taking their angles. I gave it to John John overall just because I thought John John's third was okay. It was okay. I liked that. I thought John John had a pretty good third round. But the first two, I mean, either they're debatable. You could make a case. You can give them both the top. You can say the top one, the first two. I don't know, you know, as far as if I, well, I'm not gonna say I don't know. I do, and I don't necessarily agree with you. But um, just an underwhelming battle for me. Underwhelming. Wasn't a big fan of it before the, the battle actually happened. Um, didn't care to see that battle. Just didn't think there was no storyline there. They tried to bring us up to speed during the battle as far as why it was a storyline. But overall, just left you a lot. Just wanted way more than what you heard and what you saw. Um, that, to me, out of all the battles I saw was the worst battle. Hands down, no debate. Mm -hmm. Worst battle that I saw in the night. Um, wasn't a fan of it at all. My advice for both of them is don't ever battle in Houston again. Because every time <laughs> these dudes are in Houston, they just end up getting decimated, man. Obviously, well, John, 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 John beat Jack Boy in Houston. I mean, the last time we're there, John, John against Surf. We know what happened. Um, John, uh, T top against Rock. We know what happened. Yeah. So it it was just bad. I was not moved. I was not excited. To be honest with you, I didn't even quote. I didn't even quote many bars in that battle. That's how distasteful this battle was to me. Um. Originally, most people don't know it. the 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 original battle was supposed to be our good friend Danny Myers versus T Top. I felt like. If that was the battle, I felt like that battle would have been more entertaining. I agree, definitely agree with that. But you see, that's but that's what I'm saying. So let me say what I'm about. I don't want to sound like for sure, but like Jerry wrote his heart out to me, like in the Jerry West versus DNA. Like Jerry knew that this was a, 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 a an opportunity that he had to take hold of, and I just felt like T Top and John John was like, "Yeah, we've been here, done that." We ain't tripping, man. We cool, you know, like it is what it is. And, and that's how the battle turned out. Like it wasn't like it wasn't it's super exciting because it's like we've been there, done that. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to the next one. New and Jersey Jerry always writes his heart out. To me, like Danny oh, always yeah. gonna come and show up. That's why and, I'm, and, that's and, what I'm I, to. and I know this. I noticed that crowd, they love bars though. They just love bars. Like yep. if you look at if you look at the battles that, that people were rocking with, they love the bars. I don't think the Houston crowd is a fan of the angles. They just want you to get straight to the point. Um, yeah. All right. So the next battle is New Jersey Twerk and Hollow the Dawn, the co-main event. Yeah, this I, battle. I, go ahead, go ahead. You go first. Go ahead. Did not live up to expectations. 
Um, I originally had Torque winning this one clear. I honestly don't think Hollow is the same Hollow anymore. This is not the Hollow against Clips. It's not, you know, the Hollow that we normally see. Um, a lot of people said, obviously, people say, hey, Hollow had a have one of the best battles of the year against Ill Will. That's in the small room, though. Hollow does really well in the small rooms. You look at his volume battle against Arsenal, great in the small room, and his battle against Ill Will, one of the best. But in these big stages, Hollow don't do well, man. And you just look at it. Like, Hollow, he just... Hollow's just not aggressive. Like, he just doesn't try to go for the kill anymore. I think he just layers a lot of his material and be very... um detail with things now um twerk twerk you know this wasn't this it may sound bad this was an average twerk to me man this wasn't like a god a top tier twerk to me and twerk was and twerk was able to win the battle just just with an average performance like that because hollow gave an average performance also. Um, so I, I wasn't a huge fan of it. I, I This battle, I was as moved at this battle, probably a little bit moved more than at the when I was watching John John and T-Top. That's how I, I kind of arranged the status of these battles, um, like the T-Top and John John. But... Twerk, he did kind of save this battle because Twerk had a lot of moments in this battle. He was trying to heat things up, but it, it was just, it just wasn't it though, man. I, it, it just, this battle wasn't it for me. I feel like, I feel like the same way you do. I will say this, I feel like Twerk may have adjusted his rounds. And, I, you know, maybe we can maybe get clarification later on, but I feel like Twerk moved his first round I mean, his third round up into his first because his first was crazy. I liked his first. I was like, oh, God, he's going to 30. Hollow is going to be a body. It's going to be ugly. Um, but he, like, tailored off after that. Round two was cool. Three was cool. But it wasn't what round one was. It wasn't the twerk that we got in round one. It for sure wasn't. Mm-hmm. You didn't get that third round from twerk like you got him against Averb. And I know it was a small room, but I'm just saying, like, you didn't get twerk versus Tay Rock in the third round or second round or first round. You know, you didn't get that twerk. Like, I felt like, like you said, it was just a, a good twerk. I mean, it wasn't like nothing like a crazy twerk. It was just a good twerk. Um, I thought that Hollow, bro, I see which way you're going with it. Hollow's definitely not the same. He's not the same Hollow we got against Clips back in the day. He's not the same Hollow um, versus Lux. He's definitely not doing no, no, that hollow no more. Um, but I didn't think hollow was bad, though. I just no, he wasn't he was, bad. He wasn't I just bad. Didn't think he, he was the GOAT. Like, he's, he's GOAT status, and it wasn't that for me. Yeah, he, he wasn't bad. It was just, you know, I, I, just, I just expected more. And I knew what I was going to get from hollow because... I'm just used to it already from the past battles that I I seen him do. So, um, yeah, it's just it's just 
It's just it's like a different but, person. I mean, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> when you look at Hollow now and you look at Hollow versus Lux, to me, I always say that Lux versus Hollow battle is my favorite battle of all time. It was like the best back and forth ever in my mind. Because they both had three fire rounds. You had the um, rebuttals from Hollow. Um, but just the material, how they crafted it together, both gentlemen, that was fire. But that's not the same Hollow that we get now. Mm, it's Hollow is yeah. a, a totally different person. And I mean, I know we evolve as human beings, but it's almost like Hollow is trying to rap like I'm not saying he's trying to rap like Lux. But it's like I don't know, he's just different. <laughs> right. Um, so as far as the polls goes, the MBS polls have New Jersey Twerk winning 68% to 32. And then uh caffeine have them winning uh 74%. All right, let's That's go to the main event, the matchup that we all been waiting for. Um save, save the event. Let's 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 call it what it is. Fire. Yeah, this this was um this was clearly to me the battle of the night. I was really impressed going into this battle. I had Tay Rock. I was like, yo, I don't need no prediction. I got Tay Rock winning this battle. Summer Madness as first main event on Summer Madness. But uh starting off the round, Rock goes, he says, in your city. You don't be with Crips, Bloods, nor folks. Nor folk. Yeah, nor yep, folks. Yep. Um, that he said something tore through. Ah, welcome to Manhattan. Yep. He yep. also had the UF, he had the U he had the UF EFB angle. He, yep. he used EFB. I thought that was clever. We haven't seen many people do that. I thought it was dope what Rock did with that. Solid first by Rock. I thought it was beatable. I wasn't sure if Av could beat it, but he did. He answered it. <laughs> he says he he said ends get banged on off the jump. That's an alley oop. Yeah, and he goes, all I gotta do is move chess, walk through the cave. It's a secret yeah. passage. Yeah, well, that, that's one of my favorite bars of the night. Oh, this one, man. He said. Three point contest. I give him five racks to shoot rock. My, my favorite line tonight. That was my favorite. Oh, that was the yes. one. I was like, God damn, man. The second round. Damn. The, 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 first, the first two rounds were tough, man. It was I I I still I'm still undecided with that. I I'm I might want to rewatch it. Um Going okay, so now you going to um going to the third round. Rock starts off with you know I pull up, unload on Amp. I work for Amazon. Um, mm -hmm. I thought the, you you created Av with a concrete. In other words, Rock made you. I use this AMG shit so much. I need newer brake pads. Seven six twos like the like the yeah. home that's for Barry Bonds. He had the burn burned all down. Av won't exist like um, Black Wall Street. Yeah. Um, and he said, oh, and then he had the, I'm staring at the shark. 
I'm I'm staring at the shark through the glass. It's an aquarium. Mm-hmm. He had Rock had a lot of quotables in there. I gave Rock that third round. That third round was like I knew I knew where where the direction I was gonna go with that third round. I just thought the third round Av kind of went a different direction. And I know this with battle rappers, that's what they do in their third round. They always they try to they want to talk to them, get personal with them. I I, I kind I for me I just wanted to hear the bars more, but obviously, um, Av wanted to get things off his chest and the stuff that he was saying. I was like, yo, I didn't know some of this was true or not. So I gave Rock the third. But man, this this was a tough this was tough to battle. But if I had to lean towards it, I'm going rock two one in this battle. Uh, I'm not I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at yeah, all. Like, I would, yeah, I would give Ab the first round. I give Rock the second and third. Okay. And, oh, this one, it had the feel, and I'm, and I'm not gonna sit here and say it's exactly the same because obviously it's not the same. But it had the feel of Hitman versus Averb. You knew it was going to be real personal. You knew it was going to get, you know, you was going to hear things about each other that only you would know if you was in there with them. And I disagree with you. Not to, I respectfully disagree with you. Not to say that you're wrong, because I think it's a, definitely a debatable battle. But I edged the first two rounds to Av. I thought wow. Av got the first. I thought Av got the second. I've tweeted that out right Damn. after that. The second, I definitely, yeah, I definitely gave the first two half, and I think the third is debatable. Um, and that takes nothing away from Rock, nothing away from Rock. Rock was fire. Rock is Rock, and I even tweeted that out. I was like, I respect Rock so much because you know that you're always gonna get three fire rounds from Rock. You always know that even if he loses, the person who ever won had to come with like some of their best material ever to beat him. So that's why Rock's one of those guys that you consider to be the GOATs of battle rap because you're just not going to beat him with average stuff. You're not going to beat him without really coming to work. And Av came to work to me, like you said. That, man, that 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 three-point shootout bar, I was like, that's a quotable, bro. Like, he could add that to his um, <laughs> um, improper fractions. It, it's all in there. Like, when you think of Av, I'm going to always think about yeah. that line now because that was fire to me. I, you know, we like the sports bars. Nothing but sports, baby. Y'all know what it is. <laughs> and that one was crazy. <laughs> the five racks. That's crazy. If you know the three-point shootout, it's five racks in the three-point shootout. And I was just like, okay, Av, I see you I came was... to play. That yeah, I, I mean, impressed. but it wasn't just that he had a lot of stuff, man. A lot of crazy stuff in that battle. And I just felt like he talked to him like from a big brother standpoint. And um, you know, I'm an older brother to my little brothers, and um I could definitely relate, kind of like trying to coach your little brother up and trying to teach him the way to go, and just basically said how rock this is this is tough act, it's not you basically. Um, and it was fire, like other people have tried that angle with rock. But it's not like it wasn't as effective as Av because Av has the believability when he raps. It's a believability that you can believe what he said. Plus, you know that he was a part of Game Game. 
So, you know, it's a little different. But I I think it was a dope battle, but I gave it 2-1 to Av. So, on MBS polls, we had 444 people voting. It was the closest voting out of all the battles on the all the polls we put out. 59% voted for Tay Rock. 41 voted for Av. But in the in the comments, I seen well they go they giving it to Av right now. Somebody said low keys gentleman 30 Av. I'm another not bad at that neither. I'm not another another person says Av 30. <clears throat> another person says Av second and third, edging the second. A shot to Butterfly. He had a poll out. Um he had on his poll, they got um Av winning the battle. Yeah, I all the polls I saw besides the MBS had Av winning. MBS was the only thing that they had Rock winning that battle. Wow. But every other poll I saw had Av winning. Damn. Wow. And like, and like what the person said that tweeted out, I'm not even mad if you say it's a 30 for Av because, and that takes nothing away from Rock. Because it kind of like reminds me of the daylight battle. Rock was fire in the daylight battle. Rock was fire in the mook battle. But he just got edged those nights because daylight was on a different level that night. Mook came that third round was just ridiculous from Mook. Um and tonight mm. Av was just on a different level. It was just a different, but Rock was still. All nine rounds from Rock that I just named those battles, Rock was firing. Yeah, I thought people I thought people were sleeping on uh Rock's um second though. Um I thought they were sleeping on it. Um but Av he came to play today, man. I was impressed. You know, you know, you know, I'll tell you this though, Keo. I think the reason why, not necessarily that we slept on his second, because I did give the second to Av. And uh, whoever said that Av got the second and third, but didn't give Av the first, that's crazy to me because Av got the first. Like, yeah. I don't think that, like, that's wild. They wilding with that one. But yeah, my thing is, we're so used to seeing Rock win the second, and Rock's seconds be so crazy. It's, he never loses the second, it seems like. And I think that the fact that it was a beatable second round, that's why people are sleeping on it. Because we're so used to Rock having the, like, through the roof type seconds. Right, right, right. This is um Summer Madness. I don't know what it is with, with um these opponents Rock beginning, but... They be they they be giving Rock a run for his money though when when he when he be getting when he be getting these summer madness plays. You look at when him and Swamp debatable, people still talk about it. Um I forgot who he battled on Summer Madness eleven. Um but um but and then you look at this battle right now, um it, another debatable battle once again. I think this battle Definitely lived up to the hype. Definitely lived up to the expectations. Um, I I agree with you said that this battle saved Mermanis car. Because if you take this battle away, oh, it's 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 trash. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, from what I saw, that <laughs> that's not summer madness at all. That's 
Oh, golly, I can't even think of which one I would want to name it. Oh, God, it's bad, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I but, mean, you, when the card came out. This. Go ahead, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, I said when the card came out, a lot of people weren't happy about this. They added two more battles. It definitely it looked it looked a little bit better, you know. As we were going through the event, it was kind of like, "Yo, it's not looking good right now." But once yeah. Rock and Av did it, they definitely put on the show. So, and you know, going back to what we were saying about Rock, bro, you said that you know people show up against Rock. They know they have to show up against Rock. If you don't show up against Rock. You're going to get Rock versus T-Top. Well, we saw that turn. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you better show up against Rock. I mean, if you don't show up, you're going to get 30. You're going to get put in a body bag because Rock is not taking it easy on you, especially on a big stage. So you better show up. Like, Rock is one of them dudes that you don't want to come and choke or have any stumbles or hiccups because he's going to show out. It doesn't matter who's on the stage with him. You know, I, I'm a biggest Lloyd Lux fan, but even when Chess and Rock battled Hollow and Lux, like, Rock went crazy in that battle. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Rock is just a different dude. I want to give him his flowers because that dude, bro, he shows up every battle with nothing but the best material he can possibly put out, and it's always fire. He never has let downs. I mean, he may lose um, in a debatable battle. He may even lose. Like, like I thought he lost to, um, what's it called, Daylight. I thought he lost to DNA. Um, not DNA. He beat DNA. Um, he lost to Danny in my mind. But he still showed up in those in those battles. Yep, he does. Yeah, he, uh, he definitely does. Um, well, there you have it, folks. Um but really quick, performance of the night. Who you give it to? I'm giving it, man. Man. I, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go with Av because I know you're going Jerry West. I ain't mad if you give it to Jerry West because Jerry West was fire. But I'm gonna go Av just because both are tough opponents. DNA and Rock is probably two of the most oh the toughest people to beat in battle rap. I mean, you could throw clips in there, you could throw um Geechee in there, but it's tough to beat those guys, and I just feel like what Av did, being the main the main um event and battling Rock, I'm gonna go Av. Yeah, I'm going with Jerry West, man. Jerry West, he pulled the upsets of upsets, scoring a thirty piece, um, definitely impressive, and you know he's one of the guys that people weren't happy about weren't excited when it came to the matchup and he did it against DNA. So I got it for performance of the night. As far as battle of the night, I'm giving it to rock and have the uh, one, one of the best back and forth battles. I like rum nitty and ace, but I'm going with rock and Av because this was the main event. And this, this, this saved summer madness because even if ace, even if rock wasn't on there and ace and, um, Rome still was on there, and still they still put on a show. I believe Summer Madness would have been bad. Um, so I, I give it to Rock and Av for um, yeah, uh, I mean, Battle of the Night. 
And we're in agreement with this one. Um, no doubt about it. I'm going with Rocket Ave. Fire, fire back and forth. Definitely as rewatch um ability to this. Definitely you want to rewatch that. And I, I'm I'm excited. I want to watch it again. Like I'm ready to watch the battle right now. Cause I just think that it was hey, a man. fire battle. You need to watch you need to watch that rum and ace. Cause once you once you watch that rum and ace, I'm pretty sure you'll have like a different let me let me Chris. ask you this. Let me ask you this. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna definitely check that one out. I know this has nothing to do. I mean, it does have something to do with summer madness because, you know, but like, what's like your top five most like you want? Like you go back when you want to watch a fire battle. Like, what's like your top five battles that you go back and you like? Man, I just gotta see that battle again. I get some hidden gems. That was just like your five favorite battles ever. That you watched probably the most. I definitely go to, um, I definitely go to Sue Surf and Hitman. That's the one. Fire. I go to um, Rum Nitty and Av. Fire. Um, Danny and Disaster. Fire. Okay. Okay. Um. Who else is on there? Oh, um, I love Conceited and Be Magic. Okay, I ain't mad at that one. And uh, the last one, um, I like Sh- Shotgun, Sugar, and Pat Stay, man. That's a dope. I actually watched that battle not too long ago. I yeah, actually so- just randomly turned that battle on. I don't know. You know, I like it, but I, I mean, I don't watch it as much as I watch the. So yeah, ones. I always, I always go back and watch those battles. Some of the notable ones, like I definitely, I definitely love the Danny and Av battle. I like that one. Um, uh, who else? Um, I always, I Verb and Hitman. Definitely, definitely, uh, that's one of my favorite that. old school battles. Absolutely. Now, if, if I'm looking for a, so a round that I always go to, I always go to Geechee's round against Mike P. <laughs> wow, <laughs> I ain't mad at you. Okay, that was just okay. so masterful, but yeah, no, I always want to ask you because, like. Definitely, you said a lot of the ones that I like, so I won't say those for sure. Though I agree with you on, on pretty much all of those, but like, like of course I said Lux and Hollow. I always watch that one. That's a big one for me. But the one that I'll say as of late, like recently, I'm not gonna say like the older battles, but Chess and Easy. I watched that battle probably a hundred times, bro. Like, and every time I watch it, I felt like. Man, that was fire! That was a fire back and forth. But I feel <laughs> like I need to watch Av and Rock like that again. I'm like, I want to watch that again because it was that fire to me. Mm, okay. Well, there you have it. This has been our official pre- recap of yeah. Summer Madness 13. And it don't stop from here because we're gonna be getting ready for Max Out Three. Then the following day is the Riot Card event, so a lot of battle rap to be talked about this week. 
Um, I, I know Summer of 